0: Welcome back to the on Tolbert Show. I'm your host, on Tolbert. Tonight is Ask on Advice Mondays, where we're going to do nothing but discuss what you want to talk about, talk about uh, advice questions, uh, dating situations, relationship situations, uh, current events, pretty much everything that you guys have been passionate about over the last few days and uh, over the last few weeks. So I'm excited about tonight. It's been a few it's uh, been about a week, actually, since we were last live, uh, so we've got a lot to talk about. I want to jump right into it. Uh, as always, you guys are welcome to call in with any comments or anything like that, 646-200-0366. Hit the number one on your keypad. I already know there's going to be a nice little uh, live discussion over in the Friends of the Date on Show group, so uh, add yourselves in there if you are not there already. Uh, my co-host, Courtney, is with me this evening. Courtney, how are you tonight?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I am doing well. I'm doing well. Are you excited about tonight's show?
1: Yeah, I am.
0: All right, cool, cool. Let's do it. Um, one of the things I wanna uh start out with uh today, obviously uh every night and tonight as well is was uh brought to you by Talbot Relationship Counseling. Any questions or uh you know uh counseling needs, feel free to email Daydon or Courtney at TRCToday.com or call eight five five fifty five uh day uh as well as uh, also check out Aubreys Attic, which is uh our new my wife and I's new business venture where we have a lot of our daughters uh new and slightly used garments. Uh so that's uh, Instagram slash aubreys underscore attic. Check out check it out, especially if you guys have newborns or infants or things like that or uh toddlers, I mean. Uh let's get into it though. Uh, tonight, and you know, it's interesting. We've, uh, you know, it's funny how things pile up over the over the course of a week. You know, different topics and things like that. So, uh, a lot of current events, a lot of uh, discussion topics, hot topics, debates, arguments, even. So, I just want to touch on some of them uh, this evening, Courtney. You, you you keep up with what's going on over in the group as well as, uh, you know, your page, my page. A lot a lot of stuff to talk about tonight.
1: Yeah, I do. I do.
0: Let's um, what's what's up with the drama? Should we should we talk about some drama, or should we should we just leave? Yeah, yeah, let's get
1: into it. Let's get into it.
0: (laughs) No, I don't don't want any problems, man. We're gonna we're gonna keep. I
1: don't
0: want any. You know what I'm saying. We're just gonna leave that stuff alone. We're gonna keep this show positive, and I'm not even gonna say anything about anything specific. But you know, this is a show. Just so you guys know, this show. This movement, which includes Facebook, which includes Twitter, which includes, you know, just everything that you guys see me being a part of. You know, we really try to keep it, um, you know, I, I try to stay out of the drama. I try to stay out of any foolishness or immaturity or things like that. So I just want to put out there, none of that stuff will be tolerated, okay? I'm not talking to anybody in particular. I'm not talking to men necessarily. I'm not talking to women necessarily. But we have seen foolishness from both from everyone, you know, for many people, uh, over the years, those people are no longer a part of this movement. All right, I'm just putting that out there. So, anybody who's about the drama, the games, the be, you know, what I'm saying, just keep, you know, it, it's not going to be tolerated. So, let me. I just want to throw that out there. You know, Courtney, is that okay? I mean, can we? Are we allowed to say that? I don't want to offend anybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it, that needed to be said just so people know. No second
0: chances. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so let's get into it. I want to I start tonight's show off uh, with a testimony, actually. I was on Saturday night. I posted on my Facebook page. It's interesting. You know, I, I was reflecting. I'm 35. I turned 35 this year in December. And um, I was reflecting back to a time in my life where I was really about 10 years ago, you know, in the height, in the peak of my player stage um, you know, my heyday, if you will, uh, really out there wilding out, you know, had the the pimp mobile, you know, if you will, okay. had the, uh, you know, it made a lot of money, it was working a good job, and, you know, I had, you know, women were, were you know, around, it was not an issue, and I just really reflected on the, the nights that I would be in the club drunk, you know, drunk before I even got to the club, um, you know, and somehow it's weird. I think back on how I magically—and I say magically because it, it certainly—I shouldn't say magically because it was of God. But at the time, I didn't look at it as being a blessing. But the fact that I just somehow appeared in front of my house at four o'clock in the morning, having no idea how I got there—you know, I mean, Corinne, you ever, you know, what I'm talking. I mean, you guys yes. know what I'm talking about out there. Yeah, let me
1: tell you just really quick. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, I just was going to say I can relate to that. I'm not saying I'm proud of driving drunk. Like, that's not cool, of course, but that's something that I did. And um, a lot of times I would have to fight to even stay awake, so I would turn the radio up, like, really loud and pull the windows down. Like, I would do a whole bunch of things just to make sure I got home and sometimes i couldn't even remember getting home until like i just woke up the next morning so i could definitely relate to that
0: yeah that's real that's very real and and you know and it's funny you know you hear you see the commercials you see people you know talking about don't drink and drive but drinking and driving is something that the black community is is notorious for <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you really hear like the you know the you don't hear about it a lot you know, you don't even really hear. You, when you think of that crime, you think of those other people. You know what I'm saying? But it's really us a lot of times. It's that tipsy driving. It's it's sleep driving. You know, it's it's being high. You know what I'm saying? I, I was never a weed smoker or anything like that. But that's something that we, you know, as a people do. You know, drinking, smoking. You know, and, and that is uh, is nothing but a blessing. Uh, that we are still here You know when I think back on some of my, my times Back in the day man I should have banged out You know multiple times You know the the <laughs> I, could, I could have been I'm not going to be too uh, Too descriptive But I could have been Teddy Pendergrass In a wheelchair You know what I'm saying You might know about Teddy I, you know, I'm just going to be, be honest with y'all So I'm just saying be, Count your blessings Be thankful and So I guess the point of all this I was actually on Saturday night Reflecting back, and I um, I was listening to, I don't know, I was I've, I've not really been feeling music lately. Uh, you know, I've not been feeling. Uh, to be honest with you, I have. I mean, there's certain gospel songs that I like, but a lot of gospel, you know, I, I really don't even really get down with. It's, it's a lot of it's not really gospel anymore. They're not even calling it gospel now. Inspirational. They're talking about stuff that is more of the world. I like that old school stuff, the traditional gospel, like the even the old Kirk Franklin stuff, like when he first came out, like that's really what I was into, but really more so even like the more soulful stuff from back in the day. And um, so there's that. And then, you know, R&B obviously is not um, what it used to be. But see, I even like that stuff, like the old school r and B. I'm talking about like, you know, Whitney Houston and, you know, um, just Michael Jackson, those guys. But then I really like, the old, old school stuff Like the Otis Redding, the Sam Cooke So, and I just want to share a quick testimony Because God really Uh, it was weird I, I was—I passed out on the couch, right I was knocked out, it was a long day I woke up, you know, my wife and daughter were there You know, they were watching something on TV And, um, this documentary Was on about Sam Cooke's Uh, life And, uh, I, you know, and I was familiar with him You know, I even liked certain songs You know, change is gonna come But, uh I, I uh, you know, and long story short, like, I just was, I was watching this documentary, and I went upstairs to my little, to my man cave, one of my man caves. I have two in the house. But I was up there, and I just started listening to all this old school Sam Cooke stuff, man. Like, I'm talking about some of the, the best R&B music ever made. And then, you know, and I didn't even know this. Maybe I'm just, you know, been living under a rock. But I didn't even know about Sam Cooke and the Soul Stirs. You know what I'm saying? The old school gospel stuff, and it was just a, a, a true blessing to me that I was able to, you know, experience that because that filled a certain void that I had been that I had had in my personal life, even to this day. Like I just I love music, but I just wasn't feeling music. So now, I, you know, I I got I went on like eBay. I got like the like. Two of his CDs, like double disc CDs, with like all his classics on gospel and R and B. So that you know, I just you know, I think it's important to thank God for the small blessings because that is when He is more um, likely to bless you with the bigger blessings. Any thoughts on that, court You ever had a blessing like that?
1: Yeah, I mean I I can definitely just um just relate to you just in general just about appreciating the small things because I think a lot of times we'll um find ourselves just complaining, you know, when things go wrong and you know, we tend to Overlook just the the smallest things, but I found myself being thankful you know for just the the littlest the smallest things I should say, and so um yeah, that was a good story and i but I can feel you though like as far as like um the music goes and just not really feeling what's out here now like it's it's complete garbage it's it really is, and like you were saying, the gospel now is nothing like old school, so yeah. yeah.
0: It's unfortunate because, you know, the the entertainment industry, the powers that be, they've really robbed us. It's actually, when you look at some of these older artists and the people from who really started the African-American, you know, just music, you know, that whole genre, like, you know, the jazz and rock and roll even, you know what I'm saying, gospel, like the Ray Charles, I mean, those types of people are no longer in the music industry. It is disgusting how they have literally raped us of our culture. You know, they've, they've perverted it. to now. I mean, I was just listening to some stuff, man. I mean, Sam Cooke, he's got some love songs, man. Like, this guy, you know, if you guys don't know about it, I'm talking about actual, true love songs. They don't even allow love songs like that to be played in the mainstream media. You know what I'm saying? And there's a reason for that. They don't want, I mean, if you look at the, the, the demise of the black community, you look at everything that I mean the 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 STDs, the fathers not being around, the abuse, the increase of, of abuse and child molestation and teen violence and teen pregnancies and just so many things that have plagued the black community. You look at the trend of what you know, look at a timeline of how this stuff has like transpired over the years, and then you look at music. You know, you look at, I mean, there's so many things you can point to. You can look at television, and all you have to do is you look at what we are finding, you know, uh, what we're listening to, what we're watching on TV, what is getting into our souls. Back in the day, they were singing about making love, you know, men loving a woman and and pursuing women and, and treating women great and being chivalrous and, you know, showing up at the door with flowers and even being emotional. You know what I'm saying? Crying, like I would cry for you, even like Jodeci type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like that's deep stuff, like old school Drew Hill, even. You know, you that's when people were falling in love. That's when people were getting married. Back when they had the Claire Huxtables and and Bill Cosby's and the that you know even uh Will uh you know Doctor Well, not Doctor Phil Uncle Phil, you know what I'm saying? And, and Vivian, you know what I'm saying? Like all those families, there were actual families on TV. There were actual you know couples. Singing about love, you know, Shantae Moore and Kenny, Kenny Lattimore. Like, if you look at the media, they have taken away everything, and now what's in our spirit, what's in our souls, is sex, drugs, and violence. You know, you even got Rihanna singing about strippers. But now it's, it's not it, as if it wasn't bad enough that these men were singing <laughs> are singing about strippers. I make it rain on you. You know what I'm saying? I love a stripper. Like all that stuff. Like now you got women singing about, you know, being hoes and, and being whores. And that is what, you know, reality TV, you know, that's what we see. That's what our kids are watching. So there's no image, you know, Olivia Pope even. You know what I'm saying? That's what, that's what the black community is into. Back in the day, they were into Claire Huxtable. Now everybody wants, people wanted to be Claire Huxtable. Claire Huxtable was the epitome of a beautiful, successful woman who men would, would, would want to be with and aspire to be with. every man, If you ask any man, what do you want in a wife? They're not going to say Olivia Pope. They're going to say, I, I need me a Claire Huxtable. But the problem with it is now there are no Claire Huxtables. So there's no woman or women for men to say, hey, look, this is who I want for a wife. And then there's no uh, woman that other women can say, wow, that's a great example of who I wanna be like. And that but and on top of that you got women looking up to and idolizing so many of these horrible, horrible, horrible role models or examples of what women could be. Olivia Pope is the most popular character on television and she's the most emotionally unavailable woman in the history of television dramas. You know what I'm saying? The most I mean, the absolute mo and black women love her. And so we're just in the, in, the, in the these white people the you know the powers that be they know what's going on they're doing it on purpose, they've been doing it they're they're taking away all the positive images, the positive songs, and they're replacing them with garbage and unhealthy images and We as a people are eating it right up so I just want to speak about it and and hopefully you guys will listen in and you will be observant to. What is going on right before your eyes? It's the brainwashing of the black community. You think things are bad now; things are only going to get worse. Things come in stages, but it's kind of like planting a garden. You know, having a nice some nice flowers. If you want nice flowers in the spring, you've got to start planting the seeds. You know, a couple of seasons prior. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't just expect things to get better all of a sudden. And if you look at what's going on now, that's going to set the stage for what's going to be happening five years from now, ten years from now. So if things are going to change, it's not going to change next year. It's not going to change in five years. Maybe, you know, it's going to change in 20 years. But, think, I mean, you've got to be the height, the peak of Beyonce, Rihanna, all these women who are literally destroying black women's eye, images of uh, of what a respectable woman is, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's amazing. And then you people say, well, who's the most influential and positive black woman? Well, who 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 do you think people would say, Courtney, if, if you, you asked a black woman, hey, look, who is the, uh, you know, right now a celebrity, uh, you know, a figure, who we could point to and say, well, she's respectable, she's classy, she's someone I, we could maybe look up to. Who do you think most people would say? They probably
1: would
0: say Beyonce. Uh, I don't I, the psychos would, but or the more I don't think anybody would say she's respectable.
2: But
1: you mean Michelle
0: Obama? Michelle Obama. Okay. Exactly. That's who most people would say. Now they'll give you excuses as to why Beyonce isn't so bad. But only an idiot, a complete idiot would be able or would say Beyonce is the epitome of a respectable woman you know what I'm saying? although i that's that's ironically that's actually what Michelle Obama said about <laughs> about Beyonce but i uh, i digress but that but most people most women specifically would say Michelle Obama well who's Beyonce, who's Beyonce's bff um uh, Michelle Obama the Obamas the are Obama. all
1: friends yeah they're
0: all friends exactly you guys you guys seeing something here the most the, the quote unquote most respectable woman out there as friends with the as best friends is like you know cosigns everything they she does they're like joined at the hip you know with with the with the most whorish and Latin and the most the the biggest woman who has like the the biggest woman in the world the most popular woman in the world, you know what I'm saying no respectability, no class whatsoever, and that's the problem there is no one to say. This is where we can look at and say they they are positive, they are respectable, they make good decisions, they link themselves with positive individuals. There is no one, no one in the spotlight, and that's a shame. So I just wanted to start tonight's show off just talking about some things that actually matter, some things that we as a people need to do and can do uh, to to make a change. Don't support this stuff. You know, we've got to start elevating people to – uh, you know, people who are positive, elevating them as best we can to the spotlight. You know, support them by their CDs. They may not be on MTV. They may not have the support of the Illuminati. They may not throw up six six sixes every chance they get to show their that they're, they're down with the cause. But that's okay. That doesn't mean you can't support them. That doesn't mean you can't tell somebody about them. You know, yeah, I get it. I mean, you know, you have to you have to sell your soul to you know get that public. Uh, that public push, that that media push, you know, to be on billboards and get endorsements. You you, you will never see anybody with endorsements and, and celebrity status and millions of dollars. You will never see anyone like that who has not sold their soul to Satan. And you say, well, how do you know they sold their Satan? They will tell you, and they will show you. They are required to. Every single person you see on television, you can see them with direct evidence that they've sold their soul. Am I lying, Courtney?
1: No, no, not at all. Like you see it on the TV shows, like someone is always throwing them 666 sign. It's everywhere. You just have to pay attention.
0: You just have to pay attention. Olivia Pope, if you guys missed my uh, scandal. I, 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 I watch the show. I pause it. I wait till my wife goes to bed. She doesn't like what I do. It. She gets mad at me. She's like, gosh, can't we just watch a show? And I, you know, I get it. So I waited, you know what I'm saying, I took a little screenshot, bam, 666, six, six, blatantly, and that was live, that was, I watched what you guys watch, I posted it in the group, you guys don't know what I'm talking about, and, and they'll do it every single show, somebody will, that's the price of fame, you understand what I'm saying to you, so, just wanted to, you know, talk about that for a quick second, let's keep it moving though. Let's, again, uh, this is Advice Monday six four six two zero 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 three six six. Hit the number one if you uh, have any questions or comments or uh, anything like that. Happy Mother's Day, all right? Happy Mother's Day, Courtney. Great. Uh, How did you enjoy your Mother's Day?
1: Um, it was great. Um, you know, I spent time with my mom and my grandma. Um, so it was great. Um, just to spend time with them. So, well, you
0: missed it though. I was actually trying to play you though. You know what oh I'm really? Saying? Well, that kind yeah, of went over my head, so it didn't really work. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it worked. That's you just you just missed it. I think yeah, it No, I'm just messing with you, Courtney. I'm just playing. Courtney has no kids, guys. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of thought
1: that was weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, Whatever. you you tend to only wish people Mother's Day when they have like you know they're like actually. Yeah, a I, I got it. I
1: got it. Right, cool.
0: <laughs> but no, I'm glad that you. Have, I know you have a mom and grandma, so I'm glad you guys. I um, had a good time. I had a good time spending it with my wife and spending it with, uh, you know, her family as well as, uh, you know, my mom. So good, good time. But, uh, you know, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. One of the things we're actually going to be doing, one of the next live shows you guys hear. I was going to do it today, but there's so much to talk about. You know, I, I just wanted to get it out of the way. But we're going to do a specialized show. I was talking to Courtney yesterday about it. We actually, a couple years ago, a couple Mother's Days ago, we did a, a, a classic show on the definition of a great mother i want to revisit it all right i want to approach it from a different angle we'll talk about some of the same types of things but listen to that show if you haven't already heard it just type in definition of a mother excuse me of a great mother and uh and listen to that show but we're going to you know there's a lot of new things that i want to discuss this time around so look out for that show coming up one of the things yesterday i did say about mothers was that it's, it's important to understand that great mothers, okay, because, you, you know, everybody who's a mother thinks that they're a great mother. You know what I'm saying? And I got news for you guys. Everybody's not a great mother. All right? Just because you have a kid, just because, you, you, you know, you can post some pictures, you're not a great mom. You know, there are some great moms, but just being a mom does not make you a great mom. Meaning you, as a mom, you have a responsibility to do what is in the best interest of your children. You have a responsibility to not do the things that are not in the best interest of your kids. Now, and what I'm saying is you cannot allow yourself to be a hoe. You cannot allow yourself to be a jump-off or someone's friend with benefits if you have kids. I understand that you may have certain self-esteem issues that make you feel as though you're not worthy of being someone's one and only, or 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 not deserving the best out of life. And I understand, you know, I can help you with that. Courtney can help you with that. But that's for another time. All that goes out the window. Your personal issues go out the window. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what your childhood was like. You know, in regards to why you do certain things, you do why you give your body to certain types of men. You don't. You cannot do those things when you have kids. That will mess your kids up. Seeing you posing with your breasts out, taking booty shots, that will mess your kids up. That will mess your sons up. That will mess up your, your, the lives of your daughters. It will make them think, well, dang, mom was a hoe. Mom doesn't respect her body. She sleeps around with different men. She allows men in and out of the household. You know, well, that, what that does is that lowers, it lowers the bar. You know what I'm saying? It, it shows them. It says, well, that's, I mean, to be honest with you, that's why we're seeing so many women out here who are, quote, unquote, independent women who are uh, happily single because they have lost the, 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 the sanctity of marriage. Many of them never even had it. They never saw it. And if their mom was married, it was, okay, dad cheated on mom. So, you know, if, if that's what marriage is, I don't need that. You know, if this is what love is, I don't need that. I'm good by myself. Mom was good by herself. She was an independent woman. She worked two jobs by herself, put me through school, had food on the table every night. I, that's good enough for her. I love my mom, so that's good enough for me too. Well, guess what, guys? That is going to keep you single. You understand? But when I'm but in regards to these moms, you, you don't be like that. You owe it to your kids to do things the right way, to get yourselves emotionally available so that God can bless you with a man who will love you unconditionally. And so if not for yourself, do it for your kids so that they can find love. Every single woman that I counsel, just about, well over 95%, grew up without a father or a piss-poor example of a father. We're talking about over 500 women. You know what I'm saying? All having a not-so-good example of what a father did. Ladies, stop letting these niggas hit it. Everybody talks about where the good men are, where the good men are, all these men are dogs. Well, what, well, who told you to have sex with them? You don't got to have sex with them. You don't have to let them hit it. You don't got to get pregnant by him. He doesn't have to be a, a deadbeat dad because he doesn't have to be a dad at all. You didn't have to let him hit it raw. You don't have to keep letting him hit it raw. He doesn't have to come over tonight. Nobody's forcing you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You worry about child support. Why? Why did you even have sex with him in the first place? That's what everybody needs to be talking about. Why are women having sex with these dudes if they're so bad? I mean, how bad can he be? <laughs> you know, I'm just asking, Courtney. These, these, to me, these seem like common sense, logical questions.
1: Right. It's
0: crazy because you see
1: them, you see them on Facebook complaining about their situation. And it's like just going in, but it's it's crazy because they never take responsibility, you know, for the things that happen to them. They never own up to their role in it. It's always pointing a finger at the men, but you know, you had to lay down for all of that to happen in the first place. So,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, man. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it, it's it's funny, but it's not funny. Because, I mean, nobody talks about this. That's the funniest thing about it. You know what I'm saying? Nobody will say that, and they will look at you like you're crazy if you say that. It's like people are afraid of black women. It's like nobody wants to offend anybody. Nobody wants to make anyone uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, yo, stop having sex with these dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like, really, just keep your legs closed. You know what I'm saying? It's like, seriously, chill out. Like, you'll be okay. Okay. You'll be okay if you don't have somebody hitting it every Friday night. You know what I'm saying? And that's all right. That's, that's Actually, it's not just all right. That's what God wants us to do. It it's, it's very counterproductive to pray for a husband but to be exhibiting unrepentant sin. You know, t- different types of unrepentant sin in your everyday life. When I say unrepentant, I mean, you know, doing something and not feeling bad about knowing darn well you're going to continue to do it that is unrepentant sin that is what like being okay with living a certain lifestyle meaning well okay that's my baby's dad he's been my baby's dad he's going to be around so i might as well yeah he comes over every so often and we you know we get it in but i'm going to leave him alone for good we're going to set some boundaries once i meet my husband well guess what you're not going to meet your husband you will never hear this anyone listening You will never meet your husband, the man that God has for you, as long as you're living in a state of unrepentant sin. Never. You'll meet men, okay? But you will never be blessed with love as long as you are living in that type of sin, unrepentant sin. Meaning, you know you have a friend with benefits and you're okay with having a friend with benefits. You are doing certain things that you know are wrong. The reality is, how do I know this? Because I was living in unrepentant sin. And it was only until... I stopped living in unrepentant sin, that I started being blessed. Blessed with, with, just blessed. (laughs) Period, just blessed. I wasn't blessed in my 20s. I was fortunate to have accomplished certain things, but I wasn't being blessed. A lot of people mistake uh, good fortune or good things that, that, that happen as being blessings. You're not being blessed. God's not happy with that. You need to read the Bible. People don't want to read the Bible and to read how God feels about certain things. Not, I mean, that's like saying, oh, Courtney, I, I appreciate you. You know, I want to give you something, but, you know, you just punched me in my face. So here's, uh, here's $500. You talk crap about me every day. You talk about me behind my back. You know, you, 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 you stab me in the back. You know, you know, you, you, you know, you're just not a good friend, but let me just go ahead and bless you with this money. I mean, does that even make sense?
1: No, it doesn't But you know, it's crazy A lot of people, they think that they can have their cake and eat it too You know, they think that um, you know, they can indulge in fornication and just various, you know, sins, but, you know, um, being drunk or, you know, sex, masturbating, whatever it is. They think that they can do all of those things, still have their fun, and then eventually they'll be blessed with true love. But there are, you know, you have to follow God's word, and you have to do it the right way. There are no shortcuts. It really isn't.
0: Yeah, it's not. There's no shortcuts. I'm looking at this uh I was posting on Facebook one Thursday night about uh, about scandal. And you be, will you guys believe how many women come out the woodwork to uh, personally attack me for talking about Olivia Pope? <laughs> <laughs> they will literally attack me personally. Lighten up, Day Don. Who are you to judge? Like, judge, this chick is an adulteress. Do I really need to open up the Bible and read to you guys what God says about adultery and what will happen to people who commit it? This is someone that black women love. This is not something that people should someone that people should love. This is someone people should hate. This should be a She should be a villain she should and, 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 let, me, let me piss some people off real quick and she would be a villain if that chick was white. If Olivia Pope was played by Kerry Russell instead of Kerry Washington and had some some long brown curly hair, you know. Guess what? She would be hated. And and we had uh, David Palmer, president from 24. You guys know about David Palmer if you know about 24. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, if the president was having an affair on his black wife right, with a white woman, you think black women would love Olivia Pope then? No. <laughs> they would hate her. <laughs> mm-hmm. They would hate her. And I mean, I, I mean that's that's real racism right there. And there's not a there's not a woman, black or white, who would disagree with that. All these scandalized. They anyone who listens, watches the show, and listens to what I'm saying right now, they know they agree. They would hate her. They would hate Olivia Pope. Black women love her now because she's black, and she's having sex with the white man. She's the white man's whore. But if the black president had a white whore, they would hate her. Man, and people always ignore that. These these Facebook timelines are crazy, blowing up like crazy uh, every Thursday night. But then I, I shut everything down. I post something like that. I even posted. I did one of those um those little photo grid things with, uh, and I showed. I had Olivia Pope, and I had the White President. And then I posted Kerry Russell, with 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 uh, what's the what's his real name? Uh, Dennis uh, Haysbert. Dennis Haysbert, There you go, Dennis Haysbert. You know, right there, and I said, now, y'all would, if this was reversed, y'all would hate it. Nobody said anything. As popular as scandal is on Thursday nights, I posted on a Thursday night, right in the midst of it, nobody said one thing. Can you believe that? Yeah. I
1: actually actually I can. It's I mean, you know they they really look up to Olivia Pope cuz a lot of it is, you know, I think and you stated this before just, you know, their own she reminds them of their own lives and, you know, maybe they've been hurt by black men, so they're looking at her and seeing her, you know, having sex with these white men and they're thinking, "Oh yeah, she came up cuz she got the white man now." And it's like, "No, she didn't because she's still a whore." But people don't want to admit that. That's the crazy part.
0: These women out here are actually saying, "Yeah, she, you know, I would be like, I'm gonna be like Olivia Pope and get me a white man." What you mean, get you a <laughs> white man? She doesn't have a white man. You understand that? She doesn't have him. This is a TV show. It's an unrealistic TV show. You know, they, I said, "Listen, guys, I said regular regular dudes don't even leave their main chicks." you know, for their side pieces. So what makes you guys think the president would leave his, his wife for uh, for his jump-off? Like, that's, I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like, Courtney, you know that. If a guy right. has a jump-off, he, he ain't leaving his main girl for her.
1: Exactly, and he hasn't. If you notice during the show, like, you know, he'll go to Olivia just for sex, but at the end of the day, he always goes back to his wife, and that's how it is.
0: Yeah. That's how it is. That's how it is. I mean, and there's always a reason. There's always a reason, there's always an excuse. There's always something that happens. You know, but listen, they would they would kill him before he left his uh wife for uh for his whore, his mistress. Because I'm talking about the people who really run this country. That would be bad for business. Like, they would kill him before they would do that, before they allowed that to happen. That's what would really happen in real life. People say, oh, "I don't know about it. no, that's trust me, that's pretty much how it goes you know you, you deviate from what what the powers that be want you to do similar to how JFK did similar to uh, Robert Kennedy did you, you get killed okay Malcolm X's grandson was just killed you uh, read these articles do some research it's not hard to tell that you, you what well, they call it an actionable threat Martin Luther King actionable threat people who are a threat to the security of I don't even want to say this country but the people who run this country and their agenda if you're a threat to that or to them you're you're done you know what i'm saying it is what it is but yeah let's keep it moving i just want i just want to shed some light on that though don't don't watch these Tyler Perry movies these Steve Harvey movies these these ridiculous Shonda Rhimes you know dramas and think that this is real life Nah, in real life, you get smutted out on a Friday night by if, if you allow yourself to be a friend with benefits or a jump off, you know, and that's it. You know, I mean, that's just what it is. I said, you know, uh, so 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 don't, you know, just require more for yourself. Just require more for yourself. Don't don't ever settle for less than you want or deserve. Courtney, can we talk about these, since we're on this, uh, the, you know, these topics? And this is Advice Mondays, guys, and this is only what you guys want to talk about. People have asked me specifically to touch on these things, so that's what I do. On if you're if you're unfamiliar with Monday nights, uh, but I asked a question in the group the other day. I said, "Um, Courtney, what's up with these ridiculous colorful weaves and wigs? What's up with that? I mean, not, I mean because we talk about weaves and wigs, all I mean, but specifically the colors." What's with the colors? I mean, what, what is that? Why do why do so many black women do that? Because let's be honest, we don't we don't see white women doing that. You don't see Asians walking around. I mean, if people say yes, you do. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, it really is because we really go all out. It's usually it's you know of course we have the you know the funky colors the reds and you know purples blue. But sometimes they they'll even take it to the extreme like um at various sporting events, they'll have their weave match the team's colors and it's like a design. It's like, it's, it's, it's very extreme. And I see it all the time, especially here in Chicago, and I'm looking like, like who told you that was cute? Like, why did you come out of the house Looking like that, did you look in the mirror first? Like, it's crazy. Like, I don't know if these men are, you know, gassing them up and telling them is cute, but it's not. It's very unattractive. I mean, we know weave is, you know, unattractive anyways. The wigs, that's, you know, not cute. But the colors, I don't
0: get it. Well, well, that's what it is. It's, it's that these men are gassing their heads up you know these men are telling them oh you look you know you look sexy and you know you are dad you got a you know big butt or you know but and and it's unfortunate that a lot of women they don't see the compliments as just sexual attention it's not genuine interest in fact that's something i posted online i said never mistake sexual attention for genuine interest from a man there's a big difference we don't marry the women with the weaves, we don't marry the women with the colors. You just you just smash them off on a Friday night, and depending on what type of man you are, you might probably won't even waste your time. You know, what I mean, it's just something to look at. You know, that's it. It's like, I mean, it's not. But that's the funny thing. It's not even cute. I mean, no. Even when you want a jumbo, even like back when the day when I had jumbos, even my my offs look like uh, like the Beyonces. You know, my Like I'm just being real with you. I didn't even wife up beyonce like those types of women with the long weave and like the the overly sexual like she's most women's jump off nowadays, you know that's pretty much how how it goes you know so it it is what it is man just just be be genuine be be authentic it's funny, I was thinking back as a kid, my grandma wore we uh excuse me uh wigs you know as she got i you now you know my grandma died when she was 103 years old. So, I mean, she was, a uh, you know, this is probably like when she was like, you know, 70s, you know, old woman, you know what I mean? But she she obviously had gray hair. And, you know, so she would, when she would go out to church, you know, she'd throw on, you know, you've seen older women with like the actual gray wigs.
1: Yeah, like, my grandma's one of them. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 Like, that's when it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what she's supposed to do. <laughs> That's what it's that's what you're supposed to do when you get older. Like your hair starts falling out, you get older, it's grey. I mean it's you know, it's okay to throw in a wig and she looked very nice, very beautiful woman. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace to her. You understand? And I remember as a child, I would actually um like wear the wigs around the house. <laughs> you know I used to that? too. You used to do that? Yeah. i um, yeah. And, and everybody's probably picturing me. They probably got my, pulled up my picture, and, 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 are, and are envisioning me right now as a little kid walking around with my grandmom's gray wig on. And you're probably like, wow, he, yeah, he's crazy. He looked ridiculous. And you're right, I did. But it was a fun time. Like, I was, you know what I'm saying? I, I was just having fun, but I did look like an idiot. And, and as stupid as I looked, as ridiculous as I looked, that's how some of you ladies out there look with these freaking wigs on your head, these colorful wigs that don't even match your skin tone. It looks ridiculous. Nene Leakes looks ridiculous. I, I could just, you know, uh, Kay Michelle looks ridiculous. Lisa Ray, oh my gosh, did you see these new pictures with her in, the, in the, that, that red wig?
1: No, I didn't see that. Oh my gosh! Wow. I'm,
0: I'm gonna have to find it. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it, man. It looks ridiculous. Google like Lisa Ray. She just recently, I think she does like a, a show with uh, Ricky Smiley now on, on like some type of radio show or something. He, she had a, a a picture of it online. It was just. Like she's a she's a nice woman with a nice head of hair, like long hair. Why the? Mm. <laughs> why would she put on a freaking wig? Why would she do that? Like why would you? I had an ex girlfriend. I won't put her name out there. Shout out to her. She's listening, but she knows who she is. Look uh, like black and Indian. Look like Pocahontas. Beautiful woman. Long like literally like black and I shouldn't say black and Indian. Black and Native American. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally look like Pocahontas. But, like, wear her hair, like, in those long, like, uh, pigtails. Not, you, know, you know what I'm talking about with the braids.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I used to turn heads, man. I was walking around with a dime piece. You know what I'm saying? When we broke up, why the heck did this chick go ahead and put on a damn wig? <laughs> why would you do that? Why would you look like Pocahontas and put on a wig? Like, oh, my goodness, just mm-hmm. crazy. And as crazy as she looked, that's how crazy some of you ladies out there look. Don't do that. All right? So I just want to, to touch on that. You know, we're keeping it real tonight. You guys know how Mondays tend to be, you know, after we have a long layoff of some, some classic classic rebroadcast. Those are great, but, you know, you know, there's something about these live shows, man. You know, I go crazy sometimes when I haven't been live for a little bit. So, so there's that. I want to read a testimony. Like I said, I try to. I'm going to really read more of these testimonies, more of these letters uh, that we get over the, uh, have gotten over the years. On uh, specifically on Invice Mondays, a young woman wrote into the show, <clears throat> said, "Wow, Daydon, I am so in tune with your religious and political beliefs about the Bible and world events that are continuing to unfold right now for all to see." Uh, and of course, I commend you for being probably the only lone voice out there dedicated to helping our women protect themselves from those who will take advantage of them. Thank you and Courtney for your great advice. May God bless you uh, all uh, th- and those who listen to you. Joshua 24, 15, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So I just want to thank her for that letter, great letter. Courtney, anything you'd like to say to that young woman?
1: I I just wanted to say thank you. I mean that was a really really good letter. I just like hearing those like, you know really genuine heartfelt letters. Like you can tell like it came from the heart. And so thank you for that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Just just thank you. Thank you. I mean they. I I literally have uh, I, I told you guys uh, a couple uh, weeks ago or months ago that I um started a folder for a uh, hate mail. You know like <laughs> these comments that people post. These I save them all. I have literally hundreds of them uh, saved up, but it, I'm I'm so happy that what you just heard from over the last ten years. I have thousands of these types of letters. So I just want to let you guys know I read every single one of them. I save them, and and they will, most of them, many of them have been and will be read here, you know, live on the show. So keep them coming. Matter of fact, I love them so much. Let's do one more. I do. I could do all. I could do three back to back three-hour shows and read nothing but testimonies. A young woman wrote in. She says, Dayda, I just listened to one of your shows. I don't remember the title, but it had to do with being happy and single. I want you to know that it touched me in such a way that I started praying and asking God to change my heart and send me a husband. I'm so serious uh, that I was getting emotional during the show, and I could feel it in the pit of my stomach. I was once one of those women saying that I was happily single, and yes, it was a lie. even though um, although I'm currently single and I wake up every morning praying and asking God to forgive me uh, for my sins and create in me a new heart and to order my steps, something that that was something I never did in the past. All my life um, oh, and my life is moving forward spiritually thank you so much for reaching out to African-American women. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening, and I thank you, for, um, thank you for just being cool. There's a severe shortage of just cool women. I always say the three things that elite men look for are a great personality, a high level of respectability, and 100% emotional availability. I'm, I'm adding that. This is an official addendum to that. It's no longer just, a great personality. You've got to have a great mentality, great personality and mentality. Meaning your views on love, life, dating, relationships, men, sex, politics. You you just have to be a cool woman. You know what I mean? Because I mean, you, yeah, you can be nice. You can have a nice personality. You can be humble, meek and spirit, I and mean, that's all well and good. But if your mentality is on some other stuff, you're not going to get wiped up. So that's you just kind of add that. Just put a little slash. Next step, personality and add mentality. What do you think about that, Courtney? I like that. I do.
1: Like I made a mental note in my head just now
0: yeah I'm telling you, you know, I know you, a lot of y'all had that memorized, so I'm telling you that's that's the official addendum to it. You can't have a great personality without having a good and great mentality to go along with it so um but yeah well um so th- I just want to share two. I could read about ten more right now, but I'm not going to I might give y'all another one a little bit later on, but definitely keep them coming. you can email them on uh on on facebook or to me um at daydan Tolbert. follow me, like the pages, all that good stuff um or you can email me at Daydon at trctoday.com. <clears throat> Let's get into some of these advi- actual advice questions. Those are some things that you guys wanted me to touch on, but I will, um, we have some actual questions here that some were posted in the group, some were uh, submitted via email, and, and we got that, that monster one. I'm going to save that one for last before we wrap it up. You, you guys know which one I'm talking about. I posted it over the weekend. Guys, uh, you know, he, he uh, had sex, ran a train on his, best friend's girlfriend and he's looking for some advice. So, um we're going to going to talk about that a little bit later, but got a couple of good um good uh discussion topics posted in the group that I wanted to touch on this evening. Uh here's one right here. Could you be with someone who you weren't physically attracted to? That's not the most important factor. However, that is the first thing that you see. Is it something that can grow? Um, there's this guy at my church And I'm not attracted to him physically At all But he has every other quality that I want But every time I see him I just don't see me being with him uh, What are your thoughts? <clears throat> Courtney, what, what do you think about that? I mean, I was posted by a woman So I definitely wanted to get your opinion as a woman You know, is that something you would do? I mean, how important is the physical attraction?
1: You know, I tried to do that um, It didn't work <laughs> It didn't work um. Yeah, I think it's very important Because I have to be attracted to you first I mean, something has to draw me to you Um. You know, I mean, I think those other qualities are important Like everything that I want in a husband, yes But if I don't find you physically attractive then it's not going to work because I'm I'm going to think in the back of my head I I'm going to not be happy and I'm going to be settling and I don't feel like you should have to settle I'm not saying this person has to be like you know drop dead gorgeous but you have to at least find them attractive so I think um what I think is going on with her is you know she probably has never really met a guy like him, not even saying that he's an elite man, but I'm just saying she's probably never met a guy like him before. And so she meets him, and it's like, you know, like you always say, the breath of fresh air. It's like, oh, wow, like he's great. He's not really cute, but he's unlike anything I've ever experienced. Maybe I should go for it. But at the end of the day, you can't, you don't have to settle. I mean, yes, you met a guy that's unlike, you know, any guy you've met, but who's to say that that was God's best for you?
0: So... My, I'm sorry. I
1: I, I could ramble on but my advice would
0: just be don't settle. That's great advice. That's that's actually excellent advice. <clears throat> don't settle. Don't uh I mean and here's the thing, and real quick, I see some calls. I see a lot of calls online. Real quick, I'm I'm gonna we've been this seems to be our pattern now, so I'm gonna open the phone lines up at exactly ten o'clock. We'll take some calls, we're gonna get some stuff out the way. Um hold your calls, hold your questions. Make sure you hit the number one on your keypad. If you have a question or comment around ten o'clock we'll go to the uh Go to the phone lines. Um, but, yeah, and that's Eastern if you guys are different time zones or whatever. I'm, it's 10, It's 950 where I'm at. So, you know, I know you guys are all freaking all over the world here, but shout out to everyone, international, west coast, east coast, midwest, all that. Right. Courtney, you're out there in the, what are you where are you is, you're considered the midwest, right?
1: Uh-huh, yeah, Chicago's midwest.
0: All right, cool, you know me, I, geography wasn't. <laughs> My strong suit. I've, I, I would I, need I,
1: you to get that together.
0: <laughs> well, what's funny is, here, here's the thing, though. I actually, there was a time, and I'm probably pretty, pretty still good with it now, but there was a time when I was uh, growing up where I knew every capital in the uh, in the country. Did you guys ever do that game, Courtney? Like, you yeah, know, I was like really had good a, at
2: that. hmm I
0: knew yeah, it too. Had, yeah. Oh yeah, we actually had the flashcards. Like, we would go mm-hmm. around the table and just like, well, me and all my siblings, we just all right, so. Kansas, uh, you know, Topeka, which is actually capital K- mm-hmm. of Kansas. I know I used to know like literally every single one. All my uh my sister, my older brothers, so uh, shout out to my parents for that. Um but uh yeah, so there there was uh there was I don't even know what the heck the point of that story was, but whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I it don't is either what, but we're we'll rolling. I know I had a point, but it it came and went, but whatever. Um, But, yeah, so what I was going to say about this question, though, as far as being physically attracted, this question is a great example of emotional unavailability, okay? When you say, when you – she's already in the settling mindset. She's saying, could you be with someone you weren't physically attracted to? Well, here's the thing. The Bible says that when you delight yourself in the Lord – He will give you the desires of your heart. So clearly something's not right. That's not lining up with the word. You're not, you know, if you are truly delighting yourself in the Lord, meaning it's, and I, 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 Saturday night, man, like, man, it was just a blessing. I thought back in the day how I used to be in in a club, drunk, grinding on, on, on booty, you know, plotting on who was coming home with me, you know, and that, You know, at that time in my life, that was delightful to me. That was fun to me. You know, driving home drunk, wilding out. That was fun. That was what, how I delighted myself. But now, and I, guys, really listen to what I'm saying to you. Seriously, what I was doing Saturday night, and what I do. I mean, even what I'm doing now. This is fun to me. This isn't work. I work throughout the day. This is fun. You understand that we this is we are delighting ourselves. We're giving advice. We're talking about issues from a biblical perspective. We're glorifying Jesus Christ. We're helping people change their lives in the in a way that is pleasing to God. That's fun, though. It's fun. That's why you guys are listening because it's entertaining. You're delighting yourselves in the Lord. But you're saying you can delight yourself in sin, or you can delight yourself in the Lord. And when you truly delight yourself in the Lord, and that's the lifestyle that you live. Well, then that's when you get blessed because that's what the scripture says. Not just get blessed, you get the desire of your heart. So, I guess what my point is, is you won't have to worry about being physically attracted to someone. You won't have to worry about not being attracted to him physically, but him having every other quality that you look for. Well, get no, you delight yourself in the the Lord, and he'll give you everything that you desire physical, looks, you know, uh, education. I mean, whatever it is that you desire. He already knows your heart. Does that make sense, Courtney?
1: Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I never disagree with that.
0: Absolutely. And and, and you know, like I said, I'm not, see, people say, oh, you're, you're judgment. No, I'm not judging anybody. I'm sharing my personal testimonies because I was one of those people who did not delight themselves in Lord. I delighted myself in sex. I delighted myself in getting drunk. I delighted myself in listening to sinful, worldly music. But Saturday night I was up. In my personal man cave, up in my office, just chilling, delighting myself in in, in, in old school Sam Cooke gospel songs. I'm telling y'all, man, y'all are psychos if you don't if you don't listen to some of that stuff, because there's nothing like it. Like, I mean, there was, I mean, Courtney, you know anything about that? What you know about Sam Cooke? Anything?
1: I, you know, I know about him, but you know, I've never really listened to his music. But I do like old school, though.
0: Yo, I'm telling you, just Google. That's all you guys got to do. Just Google a little Sam Cooke. Like, gospel songs, you know what I'm saying? Like, really listen to that. Or, or anybody, or any old-school guy, but they're so, like, Shekinah Glory, you know what I'm saying? Like, those guys, like, old-school stuff, that'll really be a blessing to your soul, and, and that will make you so happy, and you won't have to live a lifestyle of sin, because nobody wants to be bored, nobody wants to be unentertained, but that's the whole point. You can do certain Christian activities. Like, on Saturday morning, I'm getting up and going to my um, my church, they have a. Uh, if you guys are in Philly, come on out, fellas, come on out. They have a, um, uh, uh, men of iron. It's like a men's fitness, uh, you know, group, uh, you know, uh, and six o'clock in the morning they're having a uh, like a boot camp. I don't know what it's gonna be about, but I'm gonna get up. You know what I'm saying? Six in the morning, go out there with the fellas, fellowship, you know, do some push ups, whatever they got us doing, just to, just to, you know what I'm saying? Just to have a good time. And so that's when you do stuff like that, that's where you get blessed. You, I look at my bank account, I'm blessed. I look at the car I drive, I'm blessed. I look at my house, I'm blessed. I'm taking my wife away for the weekend, this this weekend, just for the heck of it. Uh, and she's going to be a blessing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just being honest. You know what I'm saying? People don't look at stuff like that. They say, oh, well, you're married, but that's what you're supposed to do. Well, that's still a blessing. You understand, guys? So it is what it is. Courtney, you know anything about that? I mean, not living life a lifestyle that was pleasing to God.
1: Oh, now you now you know I do, but I guess we're we're saying that for the listeners, those that aren't familiar. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, just that 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 whole lifestyle, like you said, the whole you know club thing, you know, um, being drunk. Um, just listening to all those kinda of, you know, that music, I was really into Rihanna and Nicki Minaj and just doing stuff I had no business doing. Um, you know, I had guys coming over at like three o'clock in the morning. It was creeping. just ridiculous. Creepy. It was you said what? Creeping. Yeah, creeping basically. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I was a totally, totally different person, you know, weave wearing, you know, the the whole the whole nine yards. So I can definitely relate. But and I'm blessed though because now I'm a totally different person. Like I sometimes I look at myself and I'm I'm like wow this was not me five years ago. Like this is all God. Like God has really changed me and I'm so
0: thankful for that. Yeah, speaking absolutely, I'm thankful, guys. Listen, let me just tell y'all something real quick. This I'm really excited about this show and I'm excited about where the direction the show is going. A, a big part of that is Courtney. You guys have been listening for some years. You know, I, I may rebroadcast some some older shows with past formats, past show hosts. I mean, the show has always been great. It's always been great. But nothing like what you guys are hearing today. You guys are literally hearing the best of me. You're hearing the best of this show. This is as good as it gets. This is, I mean, I'm just telling you all. You know what I'm saying? We've done over 1,000 episodes. And even now, like even today, this is like... Me and my realist, and really, to be honest, you guys haven't heard me really keep it real yet. To be just to be real with you, you guys have no idea what it sounds like for me to be honest. The best is still yet to come, but this is the best you guys have heard so far. This is the realest you guys have heard so far, and I say that to say that Courtney brings out the realness in me. I bring out the realness in her. You know, unlike anyone in the history of this show, and um, it's you know it's 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 a blessing. You know it's definitely a uh, a blessing but what i was one of the things i was gonna say is that um uh as far as living a lifestyle is pleasing god we were there was a debate in the group that shout out to Marv he asked a now i don't know if it was Marv that started it uh no, it was somebody else about painting the the toenails yeah i don't know if you guys if you're in the group you saw it was a big debate over the weekend a guy was uh video, was uh, photographed painting his wife's toenails or his somebody's toenails a female's toenails and she took a picture and uploaded it online and you know and he you know the the question was is he a simp, you know, a loser or uh or you know or is it just love? What what did you think about that before I express my thoughts on it Courtney? You know, are you cool with that? Does that make a man less manly if he paints his wife's toenails?
1: No, actually I think it's great. Like I I I don't there's no it's nothing wrong with a man doing that. Like, really, I would love for, you know, my husband to do that, you know, paint my toenails. Like, I've, I've had, you know, the losers do that, but, like, my husband to do that, like, it's – I feel like that's kind of – I mean, first of all, it's not something that should should have been shared on Facebook, but – Second, it's just it's a great intimate like bonding experience. It doesn't make him gay. It's not like he's painting your toes every single day and giving you you know, giving you, you know, pedicures every day. It's nothing like that. It's just something nice that a husband is doing for his wife.
0: Let me tell y'all something, man. Like, this is the thing. I don't maybe I'm just a different type of guy. Maybe I'm just, like, I don't know. I want some, like, totally other stuff. I can't relate to any of this stuff that people talk about, man. Like, I'm just a different type of guy. Like, I do what I want to do. You understand that? Like, and nobody can tell me otherwise. People are so, in today's society, so worried about what other people think. You make your, you should make your own styles, you should follow, make your own trends. Don't worry about what other people do. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't worry about what's hot, what's not. Oh, oh, no, what if I say this? What if I do this? As long as you are comfortable with what you're doing and God is comfortable with what you're doing and the woman in your life, hopefully your wife is comfortable with what you're doing, nothing matters. I will. My wife had to work late tonight. You know what I'm saying? I will freaking... Go paint her toenails tonight, and I'll upload the picture, or I'll have her upload the picture, and everybody will say how sweet that is. You know, I would, and no, I would, I could care less what anybody says. That's what you, you can always tell people who who have a problem with stuff like that, and, and who who even ask questions like that, because you can tell they're not married. You know what I mean? You can tell because once you get into a relationship, all that stuff goes out the window. I wash I wash my wife's hair. I I'm not sure. I don't I don't think I've ever painted toenails, but I would. I mean, so just playing around it doesn't matter. It's just like you're having little little fun. You know what I'm saying? Like you 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 do those things when you're happy. But I think people have become so conditioned to seeing the losers to seeing the psychos out here chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing and doing all types of ridiculous things for him that he gets confused and people say, well, the, if you do those things, then that makes you corny. Now, if you're a loser and you do those things, it makes you corny. But if you're doing that for the woman you love and you know that she would do those same things for you, well, then it, it doesn't make it corny. It may, people, trust me. <laughs> I, I even told Marv and the group, I know we, me and him were debating on it. I said, trust me. When you guys are married, and this is for all men, once you guys are married and you have that woman who is a good woman, not these chicken heads out here, not the women who would upload a picture and try to play. I'm talking about a truly good woman who supports you and has your back. You're going to do a lot more than paint toenails, trust me. I I guarantee you that. Any thoughts on that, Courtney?
1: I agree with that. I agree with everything you said, especially the last statement. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't think it's really much to add um, to what you said because we're pretty much on the same page. Because I, I never saw a problem with this. So,
0: yeah, I mean, it's no problem. There, there is no problem whatsoever. But don't get me wrong. There, it, it is a problem when losers do it. You know, what I mean, for women who aren't their wife. And I think that's that's the key. You know, like who who is she to him? Is that his wife? Is that some woman he just met? You know, was she actually on the phone? You know, uh, t- texting somebody else, calling another dude, creeping. Like, is that not even? That's like, like, is that like a friend with benefits to jump off? Well, then yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's a loser. He's a weirdo. He's a psycho. So, you know, but that's that's the that's what it would be, uh, you know, contingent upon. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's keep going. Like I said, I'll go to the phone lines, take some calls. Six four six two zero 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 three six six. Hit the number one on your keypad. See a call here from the two zero five area code. Welcome to the Data on Talker show. Oh. Oh. Hey Data.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, hey, hey what's oh. going on? What's what, we got some psychos on here? Who is it? <laughs> no, that's me, my twin.
2: Oh, y'all both
0: no, on the line. Okay. Yeah, that's my that was my son in the background. Oh, okay,
2: cool,
0: cool, cool. What's going on? What are your uh, what are your thoughts on uh, tonight's show?
2: I think
0: it's a great
2: show.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great show. I really
2: enjoyed
0: it. Man. Let me ask you I got a question. Oh real oh, quick, real sure, quick. Paul, oh, oh, let me ask you a question. Do y'all finish each other's sentences? Sometimes. Oh, <laughs> that would probably be kinda of weird if we you know, but that's what's up. That's what I guess that's what twins are supposed to do. Sub <laughs> stuff. Though. Mm-hmm. Latanya and Latasha, right?
2: Yes. Hi Courtney. Or, Hi.
0: What's your How question,
2: you? though? What, okay, what's your
1: question, question is, Clint? We, Well, my question was I was concerned about the Illuminati.
2: Oh. And you were talking about, yeah.
1: I was reading something about it. I just want to know. My friend, he a pastor, he told me the Illuminati stuff is a bunch of BS. If God wants to know about the Illuminati,
2: you know, it's in the Bible.
1: I just want to know is it really true or not? I was reading about it today, about Beyonce stealing Aaliyah's career.
0: Beyonce like, stealing Aaliyah's career? How did Beyonce steal Aaliyah's career?
1: Because they were friends at one point, and, you know, Aaliyah passed away. So ever since Aaliyah passed away, Beyonce supposed to have,
0: she started going into movies. She started
1: doing things that Aaliyah would have been doing. That's what I read on the not it, isn't it?
0: Well, you know, twins. I appreciate you guys for calling in. I'm gonna touch on that for you guys. Um, here's here's the thing. First of all, any pastor, and it's, it, I feel like it's it is, is absolutely irresponsible. I mean, there's a lot to this that I won't even get into. Half of these pastors who are are are, uh, mega church. You know, they have mega churches. You know, like with thousands and thousands of members, like million dollar mortgages. You guys have to understand. The Illuminati, the people, you know, the powers that be, the people who control, uh, really control politics and entertainment and, 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 you know, certain laws and regulations, they control a lot. And so a lot of those pastors are forced to do certain things to conform to the guidelines that those powers have put in place. So that's, to be real with you, that, you know, a lot of these pastors who have television broadcasts who have Internet broadcasts, they don't talk about certain things. If you notice, they, they, you know, will really sugarcoat their messages. They will sugarcoat their messages. They will um, avoid certain topics because of the political ramifications that it would have on that, that tax-exempt status. See, a lot of people don't understand. They say, well, why don't, why don't uh, churches more churches talk about homosexuality? Well, the, you, you know, you've got to be political, you got to, you know, if you, as a, I don't know if you guys know this, to have uh, a, a tax-exempt status, meaning you don't have to pay taxes, you can take money from tithes, offerings, and things like that, and pretty much put it towards the good of the church and not have to worry about paying the government anything. In order to have that status, you cannot, you know, politically endorse any candidate. You cannot really, you know, you, you can't really be political. You have to just be spiritual and so they don't even want to i mean so, so many so many of these pastors have become so greedy become so obs- so obsessed with fame and having a large congregation that on one hand they avoid certain topics because they don't want to piss off certain women who make up the a large part of the congregation so they don't talk about black women keeping their legs closed not having abortions you know you know stop Having sex and, and you know getting HIV, they don't talk about that stuff because they don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. But then on a on a larger scale, they don't talk about things like homosexuality, which is a very hot political topic right now. They don't talk about abortion because of the political ramifications that they might that might come as a result. You know what I'm saying? They, they, those, those are political issues. You know, all, they are political issues. However, they are also spiritual issues and biblical issues that pastors should not be afraid to talk about. You should not be afraid to preach about black women not having abortions. And I commend my pastor uh, who on Sunday, yesterday actually, preached a whole sermon specifically about abortions. And I really commend him for that because he um, it was deep. He did an altar call. If you guys watched it online, I posted a link online. A lot of people tune in uh, from various parts of the world uh, to my Sunday service at Enon Tabernacle Baptist Church. Uh, he actually did a, uh, an altar call for women who are pregnant and are considering abortions. Courtney, would you believe the whole altar was filled with, with I'm not going to say they were pregnant women, but they were filled with, with the altar, with the whole front of the church, this mega church was filled with women.
2: Wow. Is that crazy?
0: That he said he said if you're stru he said specifically, if you're struggling right now and you don't know what you're gonna do with that baby, he said, God has called me to say, Come up to this altar, I wanna pray for you. Women came up some of them you, you could tell they were pregnant, others, you know, he was and then he kinda opened it up, he said different things like, Well, you know, he's even said the it's some men up there. He said, Y'all can't have abortions, but you know you finance some abortions, you need mm-hmm. to be up here too. And would you believe that tons of men the, the altar as well.
1: Wow, wow! Man, it's
0: deep. It, listen, if y'all don't have a church home, if y'all don't like go to church every Sunday, and you, you know, if you, even if you're on Facebook, hey, do what you got to do. Just log on to enontab.org dot org and watch it online. It's crazy. I mean, every week is crazy. So, and I want, I did want to touch on that. So, I guess what I'm saying is. You know, people really should be aware of of um, what the Bible says about certain issues and, um, you know, stop caring about what what everybody else is talking about. So I just wanted to touch on that. So, uh, but, uh, but as far as the Illuminati, though, um, yes, <laughs> yes, the Illuminati is real. Uh, anybody who has questions about that, I'm not going to go into it tonight, but I've done a number of shows on uh, Satanism. In the in the entertainment industry, Google that. Google Satanism in the entertainment industry on the on Tolbert show. Google that one of the best episodes ever. Google Beyonce and how other celebrities have sold their soul to the devil on the on Tolbert show. Classic show, you know, of all time. Um, I mean, we, we that's what we do. I mean, we did a, Google that post Grammy special where we talked about um, a lot of the stuff that happened at the. Uh, at the Grammys, you know, uh, a lot of stuff that happened at the Super Bowl. We talked about We did a whole show immediately after the Super Bowl. So really watch this stuff. You know, listen to these shows and watch the things that are going on around you and, uh, you know, people throwing up satanic symbols. Let me just – and one last thing I'll say about it. One last thing I will say about it. If anyone is is on the fence – because you hear a lot of people saying, well, I don't believe in the Illuminati. Well, okay, you say, why is that? I'm just not into it. Well, how much research have you done on Satanism? How much research have you done on people who worship Satan? I mean, you know that's a fact. That shouldn't be – I mean, there are – it's funny. People will admit that there are people who are possessed by – I saw – we saw a woman possessed yesterday in my church, Courtney. Oh, wow. A woman was possessed. This chick – yo, this crazy thing. Everybody saw it. I've seen it um, – before. this is the second time I've actually seen it. It was amazing. This young woman was uh at the time when the pastor yesterday he uh opened up the altar car for the for the uh women who are struggling with abortion. This lady popped up and she just started prancing across the walking across like the aisles and this is a huge mega church. I mean she was just very, I mean at first you just thought like okay she got this she has this spirit in her but this chick was doing it for, like, the whole next hour of this of the service, just, like, prancing around up and down the aisles, like, waving her hands back and forth, back and forth, kind of like she was doing, like, the uh, the Dougie or something, but just, like, with both hands, like, back and forth, back and forth. She, it was, like, very disruptive. And and she, you, you looked at her eyes, and you could tell something was wrong with this woman. And she, she it was like, it just happened. Because before he made that announcement, she was chilling. It was very deep, and so, you know, some people, you know, the, uh, the ushers and some security, they actually had to escort her out, and, uh, but it was very clear. I'm going to tell you another quick story. It was clear that she had something going on with her that was not of God, clearly, but this is another story. My old church, and this was even, an even deeper, this is the, probably one of the deepest things I've ever seen in my life. I probably would think somebody was making it up if I didn't see it myself. You know, you see movies like The Exorcist and and, and you know mm-hmm. stuff like that. People being possessed. I actually, we the whole church saw this. All right, I'm in the congregation, right in the pews. Uh, my old pastor was preaching, and this young woman was just being disruptive the whole sermon. She was like, she's like, she had a demon inside her. She's like,
2: yes.
0: Yes, like, 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 yes, Lord Like, making a mockery of it Like, you could tell It was like She was, like, tripping And, she, you know, she'd be like uh, He would be preaching and, and, and even before he started preaching She was like Oh, Lord Oh, Lord like, like, making these, like, demonic noises And, like, just talking Like this weird voice Like, crazy stuff Like poltergeist or something I saw it with my own eyes And, and people were just, you know You know, you try to ignore somebody You don't really You just hope they'll stop She didn't stop She was doing it the whole The whole time and he said, and you know, he um, he said, okay, thank you. The pastor finally acknowledged her and was like, okay, you know, please just you know take your seat and uh, you know bless you, or whatever. And she's like, oh yes, and start laughing, like yes, Lord, thank you, Lord, like tripping. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Crazy thing. Next thing, all of you know, uh, he's continued to preach. Next thing he said, you know what, we're going to stop this right now. Everyone, please do me a favor. Stretch your hands forth. We're going to get whatever demon is inside of her out right now. He said, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Demon, you have no place here. I want you out of her. I want you out of this church in the name of Jesus. i remove you right now. It was crazy. Everybody stretched their hands forth. Next thing you know, she threw her hands up and just passed out. Did not hear, and she was knocked out the whole rest of the sermon. You heard nothing, not a peep from her. The whole rest of the sermon. Now you tell me, Courtney. You think that was a demon?
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: That was yeah. the deepest. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life, man. I would not. I'm telling you, I, I probably wouldn't even believe it. If somebody told me this, but uh, trust me, I saw, I was there in that service. Crazy, man. But yeah. I so that's. Uh, um, uh, no, I'm sorry, you saying?
1: No, I'm sorry. I um, I was just gonna say I've seen something similar. I think we all have seen it at least once. You know, in a, in a church before, like a similar experience.
0: I I had never seen anything like that. I've seen some stuff, but that was like on a whole nother level, I man. That was like some poltergeist type of stuff. So, but yeah, so there's that. But yeah, let's keep it moving though. We got some uh, good questions, here, some good topics. Like I said, we got the crazy one a little bit later that I'll, that I'll touch on for you guys. Um, another, uh, actually, I I posted this uh, this question. I said that in the group. If two people call off an engagement, this is a big debate over in the Friends of the Date on Tolbert Show group. If you guys aren't already in there. Go ahead and add yourselves uh, to the group. You know, It's a good, uh, good group of people. Um, uh, but if two people call off an engagement, should the woman give back the ring or should she keep it? Why or why not? A lot of different views expressed in the group, a lot of different opinions. Some pe- Most people said that, you know, she should give it back. Um, some people felt like, you know, it was hers, it was a gift, you know, she should keep it. Some people said she should sell it. Courtney, as a woman, what are your thoughts on this?
1: I... And in regards to that question, she should clearly give it back. And I, I responded um, to that. I think that any woman who says that she would keep the ring is emotionally unavailable because you're still holding on to something that represents someone from your past. If it's over, you need to cut all ties, and that includes the ring as well. Don't worry about the, you know the value of the ring, or you can pawn it and it shouldn't even be about the money. It shouldn't even be about that. You need to start Start over with a clean slate and just give it back. I mean, the man paid for it. Give it back. You're no longer together, or you called up the engagement. Probably you're no longer together. So give it back.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a that's a good call. I mean, she is emotionally unavailable, and that's what people need to uh, uh, need to look at it and, and acknowledge it as such. You know, they are. You know, emotional unavailability basically means you have a clean slate as far as your emotions go. Uh, I mean, there's nothing holding you back, emotion, there's no negativity, you've been hurt, you've gone through some things, but you've dealt with that hurt. You've let it go, you're moving on with your life, and and are uh, emotionally available to give 100% of your love, of your heart, to that man that God has for you. Well, if something's going on that is causing you to say, I'm going to hold on to a ring, somebody even said, because it has sentimental value Well, you're holding on to that. That means you're not over it. You're not ready to let it go. You're still hurt, and you're clearly still affected by that. Nope, there's not a man on the planet who would willingly marry a woman who, you know, is still holding on to an engagement ring from her ex. Like, that's just not, like, why would anybody do that? You know, who wants to deal with that type of baggage? Now, here's where it, where it becomes tricky. The problem with it is a lot of men will have sex with those women, okay? A lot of men will act like they're going to be that woman, or excuse me, be that man to deal with that woman and take her away from that hurt and pain, you know? But that's all an act. That's all them, you know, basically fronting them. They're acting like they're okay with you having baggage. They're acting like they're going to try to be the one to, tear, to break down that, that emotional wall that's been put up. You know, and that nobody's gonna do that, ladies. No one is gonna take your wall down. The wall has to be down first. If once if we see you and there's a wall up or we see you and there's baggage, a lot of you are thinking, Well, you you gotta work for this. You gotta get that wall down. I gotta feel comfortable comfortable with you before I let nah. That's not how it works. The wall has to be down, otherwise the wall will cause you to attract no one but the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players. That's the irony. The the irony in it is that the wall is up to avoid the guys that will hurt you. But interestingly and ironically enough, the wall being up will cause you to be hurt, cause you to attract men who will hurt you and who will lie to you and will use you. How about that, Courtney?
1: Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't have said it better.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's how it goes. I was mm-hmm. going to say something smart, but I decided not yeah, to. Yeah,
1: no, I know.
0: I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I decided not to. I just I leave that alone. Um, but, yeah, here's the thing. Let's keep him over. So there's that. I mean, I don't think we need to um, say anything else about it. Now, well, I'll say that, uh, this is one thing I will say about it. Do I? But having said all that from a spiritual perspective and an emotional perspective, give the ring back, ladies. <laughs> don't be a psycho. Any woman who keeps a ring bought for you with uh, you know under the pretense of getting married and you call it off he calls it off what it's called off I don't care who calls it off you keep that you're a psycho that's psychotic don't do that you know what I'm saying because you know respectable women uh, uh strong women I always say they walk away with their head held high and their dignity intact if you act in a vindictive manner you act in an immature manner. You are psycho. Angela Bassett in Waiting to Exhale was psycho. She was immature and she was psycho. She reacted in a horrible manner. Yes, he was a, he was a, a, a bastard. Uh, he was a cheater, a liar, a dog, all that good stuff. But she lowered herself to his level instead of just walking away. That's what, that's what the difference was. A strong woman would not have cut all her hair off. A strong woman would not have gone out and had a one-night stand that same night at the bar with her friends. A strong woman would not have burnt his clothes. A strong woman would not have sold all his goods worth thousands of dollars for $1, for $5, and then complain about not having any money to feed her or support herself. That's not what strong women do. You understand that? Weak women do that. Immature women look like, uh, act like that. Scorned women, bitter women Act like that So I want you guys To look at that example Because that's most Black women's One of their favorite Movies And one of their Favorite roles In a movie And uh if that, You know I'm just telling you That's not <laughs> There's nothing Great or respectable About her character In that movie the funny thing is We've never did A whole show On that We've done a show On just about Every other topic Every other classic movie But we've never Tackled that Waiting to exhale But you know It's You know it's come. We always talk About that one character But there are a lot of that's a great case study for emotional unavailability. Any any thoughts on that before we uh, keep it moving?
1: Well, I just want to say that that's a great idea, and I can't wait to do that show eventually in
0: the future. Yeah, one of the classic. What probably, if I think of, we've done a lot of great movies. Those are the best shows. We did a classic movie on Tyler Perry's Temptation. Um, we, one of the best shows ever was was my special on uh, how Stella got her groove back. Oh man, that was. Man, I know a lot of you are newer listeners, but Google that. Google how Stella got her groove back on the Day Don Tolbert Show and and, and listen to that show where we talked about uh, how Stella treated Winston and and how you could tell that movie was written by a woman because there's not a man, a, a, a heterosexual man in his right mind that would have dealt with all of that and stayed with her afterwards. That was probably the most unrealistic movie I've ever seen in my life. But definitely, 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 if you never listen to another episode of this show, Google how Stella got her groove back. Listen to that show. A lot of these movies, Love Jones, another all-time classic show, guys. Love Just Google Love Jones on the Day Don show. That was one of the most anticipated shows. We hyped it up for at least a year, maybe even two years, talking about doing a show on Love Jones. And we finally did Courtney, do you remember that show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. I love John. I'm telling y'all. I'm, as a matter of fact, somebody posted in the group for everybody to see. I don't have time to do that, man. Can't talk and do. I can't mold, I can't do everything. I need an assistant, <laughs> a personal assistant who can just do this stuff. But it's great. I have people. I feel like a lot of you guys really, you know, you help me out with stuff. But uh, you know, some people are just like bam, post it right as soon as I say it. Like, you know, but that that day is coming. Day is. I'm about to start taking applications. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's uh, so that's that. Um, now. <clears throat> There was a a post tonight actually that that Marv started. Shout out to Marv. Guy, okay, we're gonna work on my man Marv, man. He's he's having a <laughs> he's having a hard time. Shout out to him. He's one of our pen I, I really want to wait because I want to have them here on Barbershop Talk, but I did want to touch on it tonight. But we will definitely revisit it when you know when he's here. But um, he 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 basically uh brought up a, a situation as far as women um, asking about. Uh, what do you do for a living? Within the first, you know, on the first conversation, within the first thirty seconds, or you know, at any point in that, you know, in that first interaction, and um, he just basically said that would be grounds for dismissal, grounds for termination. He would be, it would be a huge turnoff, and probably wouldn't even take her, uh, you know, take her seriously after after that. I don't know. I mean, me and Marv usually see, see eye to eye, although we we do tend to debate on a on a regular basis about various issues. What uh what do you think about that, Courtney? That situation?
1: Um I you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with asking that question um at all cuz I I can see myself asking that question. More so just uh, and because I responded to that. It's more so for me it's, a, it's an icebreaker it's just something I mean I'm not saying that's the first question you ask but it's just something you know to, to get the other person talking and then in, ter- in return you know I'll tell him what I do for a living and that's just kind of a part of the conversation like I never would ask that to figure out you know what he you know makes per you know per year what his salary is like that wouldn't be my intention and I know if it's not my intention it's, it isn't for a lot of women either now there are gold diggers out there I acknowledge that yes we get that but at the same time there are great women out there that would ask that question just out of curiosity and really just to learn a little bit more about the man that they're interested in so i i I think he has to kind of look at it a different way because he i mean i i he tends to just based on like what i see on the threads he really gives women like a hard time it's like wow like it could be great women out there but he he's not um he's not budging so
0: yeah. yeah, it's, um, and I, I'm i not going to lie, I get it. Um, I understand where it comes from. I understand why that would be or how that could come off as being frustrating. Here's the thing, though. I mean, are there a lot, I mean, I'm from Philly, Marv's from Philly, so I mean, Philly is literally, when I say literally, it's literally filled with hood rats, gold diggers, chicken heads, literally women who are overly consumed with, what you can do for them, and, you know, what y'all can just do, what, what what how their interaction with you will benefit them. And I get that. And so a big part of that is, you know, them asking and finding out, inquiring about what you do for a living, which really means how much money do you make, how will your financial status be able to benefit me. I understand that. That's where it comes from. That's what Marv gets a lot of, just being, and it's gotten worse over the last, you know, five to ten years, you know, it's like crazy. I'm so glad I'm not even out there in the midst of it. But it was bad when I was, you know, ten years ago, When really when I was 25 and really living that lifestyle. So and I can only imagine what it's like uh, now. But, you know, be that as it may, um, you still have to keep God first. Because, you know, we, we talk a lot about emotional unavailability um, in regards to women, and what the definition of that is now. While men cannot be emotionally unavailable, I mean that's an oxymoron to say that a man would be emotionally unav- unavailable if you understand the definition of that term. But it's I said that that's a similar way of thinking. If you are considering your future interactions or, or allowing past situations to determine. How you're going to interact with people in the future? That's really the epitome of what women do when they are in an emotionally unavailable state. And so, really, it's just a matter of, hey, look, understanding God can bless you with anybody at any time. You know, if you put God first, He'll give you the desires of your heart. You know what I'm saying? That's it. It doesn't. Statistics don't matter. What you've been through. I've, I've listen. I've dated hundreds of women. I've literally dealt with a lot of women, and obviously they were all not so good situations cuz they didn't work out so i've only actually married one woman meaning that there was only one truly great woman out of hundreds so if you if you're talking statistically or majority well then yeah most people were for whatever reason it, they weren't the best possible woman but that's where god comes in so you really got to not worry about the past you got to not worry about statistics you know, I mean, my wife. I'm sure she asked me at some point. So, you know, what type of work do you do? If I meet somebody tomorrow and says, "Hey, look, what, what type of work do you do?" I mean, that's I ask people that now. People ask me that. I could be. I was at a cookout uh, yesterday. Somebody said, oh, so myself. What, so, what, what type of work do you do? Oh uh, no, I mean, it's not. That's not everyone's intention. My wife could ask someone that today. What type of work do you? Do? She's not flirting with them. She's not. It doesn't matter what. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what he does, or you know, it's just that's a conversation star. That's an icebreaker. That's just something to say. I I'll ask a man that. So we we'll watch I was at the fight party, watching Floyd Mayweather uh, beat up the dude, Guerrero. Somebody was there. We were all watching. Oh, yo, yo, what's up, man? What type of work you do? That's just something. That's how you talk to people. That's what I mean. Like, what else can you say? You know? So, what's your favorite color? I mean, like. You know, we're, I mean, especially if you're out and about. I mean, you're, you're around professionals. You're not in the hood. You're probably at some type of professional event with professional people. People have business cards. Nowadays, everybody wants to network. You know, that whole six degrees of separation thing going on, everybody knows everybody. So it's just like, you know, just make conversation. Now, but now don't get me wrong. Some women do have ulterior motives by asking that question. But everyone doesn't, that's not everyone. So I just wanted to, you know, like I said, but we will, we absolutely will revisit that um, on Barbershop Talk. Um, You know, I want to get, let Marv uh, express his thoughts and want to hear what the other fellas have to say next time we're live with Barbershop Talk. Courtney, any any, uh, thing else you want to add to that?
1: No, you pretty much said it all.
0: Yeah, so that's kind of. All I really wanted to say about about that. I think because we're gonna get ready to wrap it up around eleven o'clock. So I did want to I want to get this um, this uh, situation uh, out of the way. This this wild situation. Everybody tuned in for. They want to hear some drama. They want to hear about sex. They want to hear about a train getting ran. Dang man, what's up with people? <laughs> people are some, some freaks freaks out here, man. Some perverts. Good. Yo, what do you think about that freak, that new um uh, French Montana song, Courtney, featuring Nicki Minaj? You, you into that? I you, no, I I'm you not heard. into
1: it. I don't even know. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Believe come it or on, not.
0: Don't lie to me, Courtney. No,
1: I'm serious. I told you. I stopped listening to that. I, I don't even know.
0: All right, all right, cool You don't believe That's, me, but it's okay nah, I don't believe you I'm just going <laughs> to say cool I'm like, all right, we can keep it moving No, I'm just messing with you No, I know you did Everybody, Courtney did uh, recently Let go of a lot of her, Pretty much all her secular music Which is great Um, yeah, I mean, maybe you say Well, why do you know about it? Well, listen, this is what I do What I do is I, you know I uh, I follow certain music I follow certain movies I follow certain TV shows because I use them as not that I feel the need to explain myself, you guys know what I do. But you can't talk about something, you can't educate yourself, you can't speak intelligently on on certain issues without understanding them. You know what I'm saying? I can't. I'm not going to sit there and lie and say I have not, and maybe even do not still listen to certain Jay Z music, certain Kanye West music. You know what I'm saying? You, I have to. I can't read the Bible. I can't educate people on the Bible and and satanic references and Illuminati references and hand gestures and and, and certain people making a mockery of certain things if I totally, you know, distance myself from that world. I I will be unfamiliar. I won't be able to teach. This would not be the realest show in the world if I was oblivious to everything that was going on in the world. You know I think you guys know that. So, it is what it is, man. You got and I would encourage you to do the same. In fact, so many people are they're they're just like black and white. It's either they're super into the Bible or they're super into the world. Now, you have you can't. You have to at least be aware. The Bible God never would in, would tell people to be ignorant as to what's going on around you. The Bible says to hate what is evil. Well, well, how can you hate what is evil if you don't even know what's evil? You don't even, you're not even aware of it. You're oblivious to what's evil. You can't hate it if you're oblivious to it. So, kind of, so that's that's why I listen to it. But, um, yeah, there's a new song called Freaks. And it's just, this music is just getting uh, more more sinful and sinful and sinful. I was actually watching this. I forget the name. I wrote it down, but I forget it. There was this guy on, uh, doing a video on MTV Jams. And he he uh was he set himself he crucified himself on a cross and he and he and then the next scene was like him burning him setting himself on fire and and then like burning to death. I'm like, yo, what the like did, can you believe that Courtney?
1: Wow, that's crazy
0: <laughs> yo these these videos are like I, and people don't even see it that's like you could turn as as sure as we're doing this show right now. You could literally turn, and I encourage you to, I encourage you to, turn on your TV right now, put it on mute. My TV's on mute right now. Turn the MTV Jams. If you have MTV, just turn to it, put it on mute, continue listening to the show, and just watch, just watch the blatant, not even a little bit, I'm talking about blatant, demonic, and satanic references, hand signals, gestures, themes, ideologies, like, lyrics, I mean, it's just like, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I just saw Satan himself pop out of the screen, because that's, that's how bad it is, but yeah, so just just be aware of this stuff, that's all I'm saying. Now, let's, let's get into it, though. Let's do this question, and then we get up out of here. I got some uh, some feet to rub. I gotta paint my, my wife's toenails and rub some feet tonight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People think that that's, a, uh, people don't believe me, man. People think they won't do that stuff. I don't know why people think that that's, uh, I mean, Courtney, when you think about your husband, would you like to have your toes painted or your, your feet rubbed?
1: Almost definitely. That's going to happen, yeah.
0: She said, oh, that's going to happen, <laughs> getting their feet rubbed. <laughs> Courtney going to be watching Scandal getting their feet rubbed.
1: <laughs> Don't try to play me.
0: <laughs> just chilling with her feet up. Nah, that's what's up, man. That is what it is, man. It's, it's uh, good good times. Mar- Let me just tell you real quick. I did a video blog. Check out my YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. Um, YouTube.com slash on. You can go right to TRCToday.com and click on my YouTube page there also. Subscribe to it. I did a, a video shortly after I was married, a couple of years ago. It's entitled Married Life is Great. And, and, and watch all my YouTube videos. I've uh, been seen by uh, several hundred thousand people at this point, all of them, I believe, um, just you know, talking about what marriage life is like. And people, it's unfortunate, they will look around they will look at what their past experiences have been like. They'll look at what they've seen from their parents. They'll look at, they'll just look at life. They will look at their these face, Facebook threads and news feeds, and, and they will they have formed a negative uh, opinion on marriage. They'll let the media tell them that oh, marriage is like they refer to it as the old ball and chain. I don't know anything about that. It's not a ball and chain. It's you know, it's just it's it's great. And I think that people don't realize that, they don't embrace that way of thinking. They um you know and, and so I'm just telling you, as a married man it is great. But it's only great if it's with the right person. It's only great if it's the right situation. You understand that guys? What do you think about that, Courtney?
1: Oh yeah, most definitely. I I do agree, um, with you. People just need to, like you said, just leave, just leave the past behind and just look, you know, look ahead to the blessings that are coming your way.
0: Right, absolutely. Well, so there's that. Let's let's do this question because then we're gonna get up out here. This question is actually crazy. Here's a question right here. It's and this is from a guy. All right, situation with a guy looking back on a past situation. He says, They don't my main man and my best friend uh, has been telling me for months about this woman that he's gonna wife up. Uh, and let me—if I could stop right there for a second. This is the interesting thing, you guys. If you guys never noticed, that's what we say happens. We as men talk, and that's how it goes, ladies. We plot on you. We tell our friends about you. We get their approval. We get their opinion. It doesn't just happen. Okay, this is something that is months and months and months you know in the making when a man asks you to marry him. You know what I'm saying? And there are certain things that you have to do to put a man in that mind frame of telling his friends about you the The, the answer to that question, those things are all are, are what constitutes this show. It's these topics, these, these, these you know these discussions, and so just listen. Because if you listen to this show, and you that's why I have thousands of testimonies from women who are happily married, engaged in relationships, because they listen to the show, they get these private counseling sessions, and they are literally molded into the best woman that would make a man say, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. But you know, women who debate and don't listen to the show, they're just out here living life blindly. You know what I'm saying? that's why there's so many women who listen to the show secretly, because they uh, they don't want to admit that they want to be molded. They still have that independent way of thinking that they don't need anybody or anything. But once you embrace it and say, "Yo, I need to listen to," it. imagine if if all black women listened to the Daton Tolbert show the way they watch Scandal. Can you imagine how many what what how many great women there would be out there?
1: Oh, there would be so many. I mean, they'd be wiped up. They'd be married. They would be happily married.
0: Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, I I'll tell you. I mean. Scandal is not one of those shows that's being watched by millions of married women. That's something that single black women love because they can relate to it. It gives them hope. And uh, I'm just saying it's not, uh, that's not the way to go. Be, be the opposite of Olivia Pope if you want love. But anyway, so I just went, that's a, that was a good point I wanted to touch on in regards to um, just the process of marrying a woman and making that decision to marry a woman. But anyway, you know, he's been telling his best friend about, uh, or he his best friend has been telling him, he said, my wife and I have been wanting to meet this young woman uh, because he's been so excited. But before I continue, I have to let you know that my best friend and my wife are brother and sister. Okay, so my wife is all excited for her brother, and he's finally ready for his sister to meet his new lady. Since their mother is no longer living, he looks to my wife uh, for her approval when it comes to women he's thinking about being serious with. So my best friend brings his new lady over, uh, and I can see the love and admiration he has for her in his eyes. My wife can see it, too. She's happy for him. My wife and her get along great, and, and the evening goes well. When the night is over, we all say our goodbyes. My wife asks me what I think about her, and the only answer that I can give is, she's really nice. My wife smiles and goes upstairs. Well, here's the problem. I'm 30 years old, and my wife and her brother are 28. They're twins. My wife and I have only been married for three years. Before I got married, I was out there wowing out. He says, I mean... If someone told my wife how I used to do it, she wouldn't even believe me because she's never seen that side of me, and that's not who I am anymore. However, the young lady uh, my best friend brought over was someone that I've had sexual relations with right before I met my wife. Now, if it was just something normal, I wouldn't really have a problem with it, but it wasn't. The sexual relations I had with her consisted of me and three of my boys. Needless to say, we did the damn thing porno style. I'm talking semen everywhere, nasty as hell. Now my best friend is talking about proposing to this chick who's a freaking slut. This chuck, or excuse me, this chick played it cool at the dinner, but knew that she remembered me because she sweated me up until I got married. I checked my email later that night, and there's an email from her saying that she's not the same person and that she's changed. That's BS. I don't care how much she's changed, and I can't let my main man marry that. Uh, But he loves her like I've never known him to love anyone. What do I do? My wife can't find out about what went down uh, between us. If I cause things to end between the two of them, I'm sure she'll tell my wife about us. I know this by some subtle threats she left in the email to me. She really loves my best friend, but I can't go out like that. She's been slutted out, and now she thinks she can have a good man without letting him know about her past. That's not right. But now, uh, excuse me, but I don't know what to do. Any advice? Uh, Is much needed ASAP What would you do Would you want to know if you were him My best friend wants me to Go with him next week To pick out a ring for her I've got to act quick Should I speak now Or forever hold my peace Courtney This is a crazy question This is a very interesting situation It's a very real situation I mean this is something I can relate to 100%. one hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Like this, thought, this type of stuff, this thought process is as real as it gets. This, what he is going through, that decision making, any man who's a true friend to his, uh, to to a, to another man, to a friend would. Would have this dilemma. We'll talk about how I believe he should handle it, but just know this is not a, a a minor deal. This is not something that oh, it's like oh okay, oh yeah, you're nice to meet you or nice to see you again. I I, I came all in your face with my homies, you know, a couple of years ago. You you know, you chased me up until I married my. But yeah, yo, congratulations on the engagement to my best friend. No, ladies, there are ramifications. There are consequences to your actions. Yes, everyone has a past, but some people's past do come back to haunt them, and this is a great example of that. This is a great example. I'm not one of those guys that's going to sugarcoat it and act like your past doesn't matter and everything's wiped clean. No, God has forgiven you. Yes, absolutely. But that doesn't mean that these men have forgot about you. That doesn't mean they're not going to do their homework on you because that's the problem. We need to start telling women... Stop being hoes. Everybody wants to talk about forgiveness. Oh yeah, it's okay. You're forgiven. Okay, yeah, you're forgiven. But these men still—that still matters. Your sexual number still matters. You have to stop having sex with these men, ladies. If you want love, you got to stop being hoes. You got to stop letting these men run trains on you, ejaculating your faces. This stuff matters. It's not enough. You, well, I shouldn't say it's not enough. Yeah, it's great that you can get forgiveness from God, but why even do it in the first place? I'm just asking, Courtney. I mean, am I be, is that too real? Am I being too too harsh, too blunt? I mean, I know no, no. one's ever said anything like that in the history of talk radio, but I mean, I, I think it's time that someone actually says it.
1: No, you're right. It, it does need to be said. It really does. Um... I, well, I, I didn't know if you wanted to say something else, but I wanted to say what I think he should do, but. Oh, please do. Yeah. Oh, you I, know I
0: got more to say. You, are, yeah,
1: you already know. Yes, yes. That's what I <laughs> had to ask. Um, Yeah, I think that, I think he should tell him because he needs to know. I think that's information that he needs to know. Not to say that he would never um, marry her because he still may decide to go ahead and marry the woman, but I think that he needs to have that information because um, you you can't start off a marriage with secrets. So I'm not saying that's the easy decision he would have to make to tell his friend, and it's not. But at the same time, his friend does need to know. Because, like, who wants to, like, be keeping secrets that whole time? And it's just, I don't know, that's just too much stress where you could just, you know, just tell the truth and let him decide from that point on, you know, how to proceed and what he wants to do.
0: Yeah I mean Here's the thing guys When it comes to love We as men absolutely Need to be able to look our wife in the eye Look our best friends in the eye And know that You know Everything is on the up and up Everything is okay There's nothing that we feel ashamed of Or that we have to look at you differently about You understand it Like that's important to us When I look When I uh, go to my wife's Uh, When I walk around with her, when I can hold her hand, I can go anywhere, any environment. I don't have to worry about, oh, did somebody uh, run a train on her? Are there things that she did that were disrespectful or that I would be publicly clowned about? You know I mean? These these are things that that matter. And I'm just saying, ladies, no, you can't change the past, but you can do what, what Jesus said to the woman. You can actually go and sin no more. Make today the first day. Yeah, you've had a lot of sex. That's okay. Well, just stop having sex now. You let somebody run a train on you, that's okay. You don't got to keep doing that, though. You give men oral sex in the bathroom stalls at clubs, that's okay. You know, don't do it anymore. Change your ways. In fact, share a testimony that might be designed to help some of these young girls not make those same mistakes. That's how you really change your life. Now, are you doing that? Because it's not enough the Bible even says, when is a thief no longer a thief? It's not a, you're, not, you're not no longer a thief when you stop stealing. You're no longer a thief when, Courtney? I forgot. <laughs> I know. I know. No, you're no, no longer a thief when you actually start giving.
1: Oh, yeah. You st-
0: you, it's, you, yes, you have to stop stealing, but you actually have to. St- you're still a thief. You're still a thief. You, you, you're no longer a thief. And, you know, when you start giving back, when you start making restitution, you're not no longer a hoe when you stop having sex. You're no longer a hoe when you stop having sex, but when you also start helping little girls stop having sex. I really had a lot of respect for T.I. when he, um, you know, he came out with that show, and he, I mean, now, granted, he, you know, this is like, Part of his probation and all that stuff, but I respect him because he actually, you know, had this show where he went into the hood and he, um, you know, really would talk to these kids about putting the guns away, getting out of these gangs, and you know, just turning over their lives because, the, it, you know, they would respect him because he's lived that life, you know, that's where he's gotten a lot of his street cred from is from, you know, having guns and things like that, so I respected that, and you know, but and that's what we need to start doing, but in regards to this situation. You know, it's it's really unfortunate because a lot of women are listening. Like, wow, you know, I want to hear. You know, can she find redemption? Because I, I've I've allowed some men to run trains on me. You know, I want love. Everyone wants love, but they want to know have their actions taken away any chance of that happening? You know, and and here's the thing: should he tell the friend just to answer the question? Should he tell the friend? Oh, absolutely. Now. With me, listen. Don't threaten me. She said he said that she gave little subtle threats in the, in the email. That would that would actually make me tell. You know what I'm saying? She's a psycho for even trying to uh, do that. She, in fact, and this is this kind of will probably open up a whole other uh, debate. You know, but ladies, understand we have the right to know who we're dealing with. Okay, it's you don't get to choose what you share and what you don't share. Like, that's why job employers do background checks. That's why they do credit checks. Do they need to know what your credit is like to know whether or not you're gonna do a good job at the at that company? No, they don't they don't need to know that. It's that they wanna know that. They want to know who they are hiring, they want to know. What decisions have you made? What are you all about? Do you pay your bills? Have you been evicted? Are you a criminal? They have the right to know that because they are the ones hiring you for a position to do a certain job. We as men have the same right. We are choosing you. That's what happens. Husbands choose wives. Okay, You are chosen. You don't choose us. We choose you. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. We find you. We look for you. We find you based upon the criteria we have set for ourselves. You understand that? And God's definition of a virtuous woman, we have the right to know if you meet that description. If you enter into a relationship under false pretenses, not only are you being dishonest with, your, with yourself, you're being dishonest with us as men, and you're di- being dishonest with God. Because honesty is always the best policy. You have to understand, we as men pray for wives. So if we're praying for a wife, that would be a, a mockery of God for us to think, oh my gosh, my prayers have been answered. God has blessed me with this this great woman who has, who has basically told me she's only been with two or three men. When in reality, it's 20 or 30 men. That's a mockery of God's blessing. We're falsely thanking God for something that's not really the desire of our heart. God is not pleased with lies. You start a relationship based on lies, God will not bless that. And it will end in disaster anyway. So you might as well, and somebody's saying, well, well, well men, I lie about my sexual number because men can't handle the truth. No, 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 no. Men can handle the truth. A lot of times they just don't choose to handle your truth. We, and that's, our, that's okay. A lot of women don't choose to deal with men who've been to jail. They don't choose to deal with men who've been molested. They don't choose to deal with men who, who don't make a lot of money. That's your choice. You can call it what you want, but that's your choice. We as men have a choice as well, and that's okay. Some men, most men have a choice of only dealing with women who have slept with under 10 men, that's our choice. Now are you with are you have you been over 20 people? That maybe okay, that's fine. God will bless you with somebody who's cool with that once you have changed your ways. And that's okay. If somebody doesn't want you because you've had sex with 30 people, that's okay. That just means there's somebody else out there for you. But th- what that doesn't mean is go ahead and lie about your sexual number to try to get a man who would not want you if you were honest. What are your thoughts on this, Courtney?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, there's it's no reason, you know, for you to lie um, about your past. Well, not not telling the truth, you know, withholding the truth is still lying about it, you know, to me. So, um, you know, you just really have to work on being okay with whatever happened in the past. Because, you know, if you're not telling the person you're with or you're engaged to you, uh, about a secret like that, that means you're still ashamed of it. And if you're still ashamed and you're just still holding yourself, you know, captive to that, then you're emotionally unavailable and you shouldn't even be in a relationship in the first place. So.
0: Yeah, you've got to let that fear go. You've got to let the fear of being honest go. You've got to let the guilt go. You've got to let the shame go. One of the major lies Satan uses to keep us oppressed and depressed is, is, uh, is, is feeling like you are somehow tainted or damaged in some way. You know, you feel like, oh, because I used to be a hoe, well, now I'm, uh, you know, uh, I'm no longer good enough to be with the best possible. No, that's a lie straight from the pits of hell. You are great. You guys got to realize there are two things. God has forgiven you for your sins already. That's already happened when he died on the cross. So there's no need for guilt or shame. That's That's an oxymoron. That's a contradiction in terms. You know, one of the best shows we've ever done. And Google this show. Somebody posted in the group. You know what I'm saying? I'll post it maybe a little later if uh, nobody wants to be a psycho and Google it for me and post it for me. But it's entitled uh, Confessions of a Whore. Do you by any chance, do you remember that show, Courtney?
1: Um, Was that the one, uh, the lady who slept with over 300 men, that one? No,
0: no, not that one. That was a classic show, too.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Which one is this? (laughs) I guess I'm mixed up.
0: Yeah, no, that no, that was a that, that was just the show that was like a classic keeping a real prize once in a lifetime. A young woman called in and said she was on her way to kill herself, and she said because she she uh, slept with over 300 men, prostituted herself, abortions, uh, drugs, just like really lived a sinful, miserable, depressing life. She said she was on her way to kill herself, and she said, God, I really don't want to do this, but um, you know, if if it's your will for me not to kill myself, um. You know, go ahead and, and send me a sign. And she said, right at that moment, as she was about to jump off a bridge, um, one of her, she said, interesting and ironically enough, somebody called her for a booty call. One of her old friends with benefits called her, but and invited her over. And even though it was for a sinful, negative purpose, that that was the sign from God telling her, I don't want you to kill myself. And right at that moment, she she turned around, got in her car. I don't remember if she actually went to the booty call or not, but I know one. I know she didn't jump off that bridge. And she shared that story with us on, on, a, on a Keeping It Real Friday one night, a live Keeping It Real Friday, which was one of the best and most deepest things you'll ever hear in your life. Google that. Google um, – it was actually – I rebroadcasted it a couple of months ago when we did the best of the day on Talbot. So I think I was – it was maybe Christmas, the week of Christmas, I believe, or Thanksgiving, one of those weeks. We did a whole week, just the best of the Data on October show, and that was definitely one of the one of the seven, um, one of the seven shows. But yeah, uh, just Google three hundred three hundred sex partners on the Data on Tolbert show it should come right up for you. Listen to that Keep It on Fridays, yeah, man, classic show. But um, so that's what I'm saying. We as men, you know we just like you have certain criteria you have a certain list a certain certain things you look for in a in a mate well ah uh, uh, what's this ah uh, what's this Shawnee, there she I knew there were some some non psychos out there shout out there she posted it but that was not the show i'm talking about shout out there for for posting it confessions of a whore this was a show where we wrote where we got a letter from a young woman who actually entitled the letter confessions of a whore and she said Yes, I was a whore. Yes, I gave my body to men. Yes, I did some things I'm not proud of, but I am here. I'm ready to set up some counseling sessions and I'm ready to find love with the man that God has for me. I'm ready to change my ways and I have changed my ways. And that was that was one of the most touching letters I've ever gotten in my life because I've I've worked with thousands of women through the show, you know, uh letters, magazines, things like that. Um, as well as private counseling, and very, and I've spoken to some women who would who would fit the definition of being a hoe, but very infrequently do I ever hear women classify themselves as a hoe or as a whore. And she actually was was one of the the only women who I've ever heard do that, but say, hey, look, yes, I was a whore, but I'm no longer a whore. I no longer want to be a whore. I want to, and that's okay. And that's when you know you're going to be blessed, that's when you know your life is going to be changed, because you're embracing your sin, you're not ashamed of the sin, you're looking the devil in his eyes and you're saying, devil, you are not going to keep me bound, you're not going to make me feel guilty, I do deserve love, I'm not tainted, because Jesus Christ has died on, uh, on the cross for my sins, and, and it is what it is, that's, those are the best women. Some people say, "Dada, you're judgmental." I've, I've never been judgmental. In fact, I've i I work with women who've sold uh, who have uh, sold their bodies and given their bodies to men for nothing. And I I, cry, I mean they cry with me. I counsel them. I pray with them. I help them change their life. This is what I do for a living. You know, somebody tells cause those are fighting words to me, man. Somebody said, "Dada, you bash women." I I listen. You might as well. Don't I don't have anything to do with anybody who says anything crazy like that. You know, nobody has ever worked harder than than myself specifically to help black women, you know, change their lives. So that's what I do, and I'm just telling you guys, if if you've done some things that are uh not respectable, you've done some things that you're ashamed of, you don't have to be ashamed. There is somebody out there who will love you. You know you know, but be that as it may, you've got to stop the, that behavior. Then if you're in a situation now where you have an opportunity to not make those mistakes, then don't make those mistakes. And this young woman here, see and this is a good example of that. She's someone who's made the mistakes, but she's not living in a repent a repentant state. She's trying to say little things, she's trying to keep it a secret, she's not being honest. She's threatening the guy at trying to intimidate him and not telling you know, you know, bring, exposing her—that's not embracing it. That's not being a stand-up woman about it. You ever been ashamed of some things that you've done?
1: Oh yes.
0: <laughs> Help the yeah. ladies with that, Courtney. How can they get around that?
1: I mean, you just have to be—you have to be honest about you know your past, but you have to really forget- It starts with forgiving yourself, because a lot of that comes from just you being ashamed. And feeling like, you know, um, you know, God hates you. And, you know, all of those are, are just, like you said, they're lies from the devil. And that's something I fell for, too. Like, I used to just think, you know, because of certain mistakes I made, you know, that no man would ever want me. Ladies, that's not that's not true. Like, you cannot fall for that. I don't care what it is that you've done. You know, as long as you repent and you are a better person and you've changed your life, God is going to bless you. You just have to believe that,
0: right? That's it. That's it. And again, I can't stress enough: he will not bless you until you 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 take responsibility for your actions. You embrace your actions. So, um, I mean, as far as the situation, I mean, it's pretty obvious. I mean, I hope hopefully there are no women out there who think that this should just be, uh, you know, left. In secret I hope nobody thinks that Let's go to the phone lines I see a call here From the 757 area Welcome to the Date October show okay. Hello Are you there
2: 757
0: yeah. I mean I mean they could come Right Alright we got some Psychos out there they, Look They having their own Conversation <laughs> They can come What's she talking about <laughs> <laughs> what's she? what she? What's she listening to? What's she doing? I I don't know what's going on here. But you know, six four six two zero 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 three six six is the number on your keypad. Uh, yeah. So it is what it is, man. Uh, I think that's. I mean, I don't know. Is there anything else that we need to say about that, Corey? Man, I mean, I, I, I know you guys is you know we hyped it up. I mean, it's an interesting question, but a very straightforward answer. I mean. Clearly, he, he should tell, and he's going to tell. That's the one thing that I will say about it before we get out of here. Please, ladies, make no mistake about it. Men talk. This isn't even a question. This was a question that he just wanted to ask for entertainment. But he knows, and I know, and every man know out there knows, if, if you get a train ran on you, <laughs> that – listen – that's the whole point in doing it. Nobody runs a train so you cannot talk about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody runs it. Nobody takes or asks you to send them cell phone pictures or secretly videotapes you or asks you to make a movie with them so that he can't show anybody. Like that's the whole point, ladies. You guys are out there posing, you know, in your lingerie, naked, taking. Chest shots with your head, the head what they call the headless horseman, the pics. Y'all take y'all cutting your heads off, showing off your nipples. What you cutting your head off for? He's still gonna show it. He's still gonna afford it. He's still gonna send it to his homies. He's still gonna know it's you. Like, oh, dad, what happened to her head? Oh no, don't worry about this. His, look, her, look at her Facebook page. Check, her, look her up on. Facebook. He'll post the link right there with the picture. All he has to do is click on it. it. Takes him straight to your Facebook page. So you might as well, when you when you send the naked pics, just keep your head in it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they think they're protecting themselves. But that's what I'm saying, ladies. So, listen. That's the whole point of doing certain disrespectful things is to set, is to share it. So if you run a train with your homies, clearly you're going to tell your friends. Period. But certainly, you're going to tell your friends if he wants to wife one up. I know I would want, to, want one of my friends to tell me if my my wife was a hoe back in the day. I want somebody to pull my coat, and tell like, yo, you you sure about that? But see, here's the thing. It's it's kind of unrealistic, and maybe he just didn't articulate this in the letter. But any man who's thinking about wifing up, actually, no, no. Matter of fact, he even does say, 'cause look, hold on, here it is right here. I guess I'm not sure they didn't live in the same vicinity, but it says right here, my main man and best friend has been telling me for months about this woman he's going to wife up. We've been wanting to meet her because he's so excited. See, he's been talking about her and talking about her and talking about her, and the only reason I can think that they, he would not have met her up until this point is just because of distance or convenience or whatever the situation. But, ladies, what I'm saying to you is we do our homework. You will be researched in, in, you know, you think these security companies, they run fingerprints for these jobs and you've got to get clearances. That's nothing compared to the homework these men do on you. They will do background checks. They will do Facebook timeline s- searches. They will send your picture and profile to other people to ask other people if they know or have heard anything about you. We will do our homework on you. Your past does matter. It's not shallow. It's not, you know, petty. It's none of the above. As petty as that is, you might as well say your job's petty, your employer's petty, these recruiters are petty, everybody's petty. The 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 housing, the mortgage people are petty. Everybody's petty. But I mean, it's all foolishness because you guys know y'all do the same thing with us men, right, Courtney? Let me keep it real. Yeah. Y'all research us.
1: Definitely Facebook on. <laughs> Uh-huh. Or you know, look through. You know, ask. You know, ask around. You know, you have a mutual friend or something, or you know a woman who knows him. You say, well, who did he use to date, or you know, what was he into? You know, you find out little things like that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, man. Let's go to the phone line. I see a call here from the uh, nine five four area code. Welcome to the Date on Tober show. Don. Hey, Courtney. Um, this is
2: Chastain.
1: I was calling just to ask a question. Now, what if? This woman had not been a part of a train or anything, but she had just been with him. Would he still – is that something that he would still need to talk to his
0: friend and wife about, or oh, yeah, would I mean, it not yeah. matter? No, every, everything matters. Everything matters. I mean, if we know – I don't care if I bumped into you crossing the street. I, that matters. Like It's like, oh, yeah, I heard she – you know, even if the guy wasn't involved and he just knew of someone else who was involved with her, he, the guy is going to say, yo, what do you know about her? He's like, oh, yeah, I heard she used to mess with so-and-so, but she was cool. I don't think she has too many bodies under or she wasn't a hoe back in the day. She seems like a cool, you know, you think about wife and her. Oh, okay, cool, that's what's up. Or, that's how it could go. Or somebody says, well, yeah, actually, you might want to chill on that because, I, you know, I know somebody who ran a train on it. Like, really, for real, who? Yeah, Me. But that's how it goes Do you Mm see what I mean, Justine? Mm -hmm. Mm
2: Mm-hmm
0: How do you feel about that? Do you you think that's Is it right? Is it fair? What are your thoughts?
2: I mean, it is a very hard thing to do But it's just one of those things That you just It it really needs to be done Because I understand where you're coming from And,
1: you know, I I think that if, If anybody who could try to put Themselves in his situation, thinking about the best interests of his friend, they they would you know they would
0: want to do it, but it would just be hard,
1: very hard.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, Jesse. I appreciate the call. Let everybody know where you're calling in from? Florida. Florida. Well, good to uh, good to hear from you again. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines, though. We're, you know, we're going to uh, take some calls real quick, see if you guys have any thoughts on this uh, on this particular situation. Should he tell? Should he not tell? Uh, 646-200-0366. Hit the number one on your keypad. See so a call on the line from the 617 area code. Welcome to the Data on October Show. Hey, on It's
1: Tamara. Hi, Courtney. Oh, Hi. hey, Tamara. What's
0: up? Hey. I just want to
1: say something. Um, I just think females need to stop going around having sex with these guys and expect um, these men have to find out. Like, you
2: can't just go around smashing mad dudes and then nothing. think they're going to find out because, I mean, we want to know a lot of things about these guys that we're dating, so what makes them think that these men don't want to know about the woman? It makes no sense to me whatsoever. You can't just be going around having major sex and then think that your past is not going to come up and it's not
1: going to be an issue because it will most definitely will be an issue.
0: Absolutely. Well, tomorrow I appreciate you. I appreciate the uh, the call. I mean, and she's right. I mean, it's a, a major problem. And if I had to pick probably one thing to attribute, you know, why we're seeing all of these and in, in a really high number of single uh, women out here who are really having a hard time with love, the major, the number one thing. And you know, there are tons of issues. There are many issues. But if I had to pick one thing, I'd say it's. Uh, it's a severe, and I'm talking about when I say severe, I mean a huge discrepancy, a huge lack of knowledge as to what the best men look for in wives. I'm talking about godly men, men of God, elite men, chivalrous men, ambitious, successful you know, caring men, men looking to be great husbands and fathers, what do those men look for in a wife? And you'd be surprised. The vast majority of single black women out here have absolutely no idea. We live in a society, 2013, women still think that being able to cook and clean is even on the list of the things that these men look for in a wife. They they really think that. There are women out here who really think that being a freaking bed is something that is on the list of what these men look for in a wife. They really believe that, you know. And when you try to tell them, like, "Yo, you you know those things really don't matter," right? They're like, they'll, either they'll argue you down, or they'll be in shock because they really are. Not only do they believe that they matter, but they are living their lives trying to be what they don't even what these men don't even want. Courtney, any I mean, have you seen that? You've seen that. I don't want to say ignorance, but really, that's what it is. They just don't know what these men want.
1: Oh yeah, because I was one of those women. I had absolutely no clue. <laughs> no clue. Like I used to think what you were saying about cooking and cleaning and. Um, you know, being a freak in the bedroom—like I used to think that's what would make you a good wife. <laughs> so, I know that's crazy, right? But I, a lot of us think that we just don't know
0: any better. Right. Again, if you missed it earlier, we 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 um mentioned it: a great personality slash mentality, a high level of respectability, and 100% emotional availability. Understand what I'm saying to you. If you do not have all three of those things, you will not be found by the man that God has for you. You will not. If you have an emotional wall up, you will not be found by the man that God has. If you have trust issues, you will not be found by the man that God has for you. If you still struggle with daddy issues, you will not be found by the man that God has for you. Ever. I'm not going to sugarcoat this stuff. I'm not, we're not going to hold hands and sing kumbaya. There are a lot of single, great, good, I'll say, good women out here, good people who feel as though they are, quote, unquote, waiting on God. They are going to be waiting on, on God a whole, a, a very long time because they're, they're not, they don't possess the things that the best men pray for in a wife. You can't say, I'm still emotionally affected By the way, my man did me back in the day. He cheated on me. So now as a result, I have trust issues and think all men cheat. Oh, yeah, God, bless me with a woman with trust issues. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Bless me with a woman with this emotional wall. Thank you for this emotional wall she has up. You know, thank you for the fact that she's still haunted and tormented by the abortion she had in 2004. Thank you, Jesus, for that. I'm claiming her right now. I'm claiming this, this is, is my future wife. No, that's not, that's not the prayer that any man prays. Okay, nobody says that prayer at night before they go to bed. Nobody prays for any of those things. And the Bible says when you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. And this is what everybody wants to forget. They want to leave this, this part of it out. And achieves the favor of God. Okay? if you find a woman with trust issues or with daddy issues or who's a freak and out here having all types of sex, well, you haven't found the favor of God. That's not a blessing. That's the, You have to feel as though, and that's going to be subjective, that's going to be relative to you and what you pray for. Do you feel, when, I, when a man finds you, ladies, ask yourself this right now, would he feel as though he has achieved a blessing or achieved the favor of God. Would he say, I know what you say about you being a good woman or being that good thing, but would a man say, would a godly man say, I've found that great thing. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's deep, isn't it, Courtney? Yeah,
1: it is. It's deep that stuff.
0: Is. You gotta be, you gotta be the answer. And, uh, and obviously that goes both ways. You guys, don't, you don't even need to say that. But that's, if you understand, and that's why I, I implore you, please listen to these shows. These are all-time classic shows. I really don't even ever have to do another two of these shows because those two shows were literally perfect. The definition of emotional availability, okay, and the definition of an elite man. If You, you, you cannot listen to this show. Do not listen to this show if you have not heard those two shows. Those are the plat. You can Google. Just Google what I just said. Listen to them, and you will understand all of the many examples of emotional unavailability. And honestly, I I hate to make it sound like this, but if you have any of those, if you can relate to any of those, those issues, have to be dealt with first. This woman in this question has not dealt with those issues. Now, can can this? A lot of women are saying. I want to be clear. Can this woman who has had the train ran on her? find love? Absolutely yes she can because Jesus Christ died for her sins he died for all of our sins so that's that's a fact that's biblical but the, the key to that is one she has to be repentant and she has to no longer be the same person that she was and she has to deal with those issues and heal from those issues to the point where she is no longer affected by them a lot of women are still affected by the hurt and the pain from their childhood. Have people who've been hurt in their childhood gone on and been found by the man that God has for them? Yeah, absolutely. But that's because they've healed from those issues. Now, if and I'm, what I'm you guys already know what's coming. I'm just telling you. If you are not sure, if you are not confident that. You are 100% emotionally available. If you think you have a great personality, but you've been listening to this show and you're not really sure now, call me. 855 55 anywhere in the world, toll free, okay? We'll set up a free session, free emotional availability assessment, and we will get to the bottom of what's going on. All right? Same thing with Courtney. She can help you. I can help you. That's what we do. Corey, we're going to get ready to wrap it up. What last-minute words of wisdom do you have for the people?
1: Um, I just wanted to just tell the ladies um, out there that were listening, just, you know, don't be ashamed of your past. And, I mean, that's something that I could relate to doing myself, just feeling guilty and feeling ashamed. But, ladies, there's nothing to feel ashamed about. You know, just take the time out and just really, really just do a lot of self-reflection and forgive yourself and just make every effort just to move forward from what has happened to you in the past because that is the past and God has so much in store for you. So um, I just wanted to give the ladies that those words of encouragement and just to know that you will be found by the man that God has for you, you know, once you take those necessary steps.
0: That's the key word, Courtney. Great advice. That's the key word. Once you take those necessary steps This It's like cancer Cancer does not go away on its own You can't say, oh no, I'm just going to wait And I'm going to live a great life You know, I, yes, I was diagnosed with a tumor Yes, I was diagnosed with, with, with you know, with cancer in me But I'm just going to, you know, I'm just waiting on God No, you, you can wait on God all you want But you'll be waiting a long time And you will never get what you want Until you go get that chemo until you go get that operation and they remove the tumor. There are steps you have to take, okay? If you're single, we need to talk, all right? You're waiting. You're single. There are a lot of women, single women in the group I haven't spoken to. Courtney hasn't spoken to. You're waiting on God. You're going to be waiting a long time if you don't take the necessary steps. That's, I'm just telling you, do it. There's so many women, so many testimonies. I told you, thousands of testimonies. But you've got to take that first step. So there's that. But great advice, Courtney. Thanks for being here. Great job. As always, I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. If you guys haven't already gotten the best book of your life, you're psychos, man, seriously. Get The Love We Had, my book, award-winning novel. You'll read it in a day. Everybody reads it in a day. i order it right now off Amazon. Get the two-disc CD. You guys already know what women need to know but don't need to hear. Get it right at trctoday.com. I'm working on like two more books right now that will be coming out. Probably, I'll probably hit you all with something on Valentine's Day like I've been doing the last couple of years. So look out for that. And I just, just thanks for supporting, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for listening every night. And, um, you know, we'll be back live maybe tomorrow, maybe next day. Who knows? But I'll keep you posted. But uh, thanks, y'all. Thanks for listening. And um, I will see. I'm going to end the show with a little, like I said, man, I was up on Saturday night listening to Sam Cook, man, you know, a little Otis Redding in there, too. So, But it's one of my favorite songs of all time, Change Gonna Come. Talk to you all tomorrow night.